was AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for July 19th, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. As always, joined by my partner in crime on Wednesday nights, the man who hates the IWC on Twitter as much as I do, the shot town smart. Jesse, what is going on, man? Whoa! 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 None of that shit tonight, man. We we got we, we want fire. That's what we got tonight. We want fire. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with Boston? <laughs> I love Boston, man. I love. Listen, Boston is one of my towns, man. I got a couple of great friends who live in Boston. The beer and the fucking craft beer scene, the coffee scene is fucking right up my alley, bro. Bro, we got blood, we got thumbtacks, we got glass, oh, and these fucking God. sick fucks are already chanting, "We want fire in the match." <laughs> No, they said, they said we want tables, and the first thing I said was, "Jesus Christ, you don't have enough." And then somebody said, "Fine, we'll give you tails, we- tables." We want fucking fire now. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. Listen, who doesn't like a who doesn't like a good flaming table, man? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Right. Man, man, let me tell you something. All joking aside, we're gonna get into what the highlights of this blood and guts match was. Not only, in my honest opinion, was the best, was this the best blood and guts match that we've gotten in AEW so far. This might have been the most complete AEW dynamite show that we've seen maybe ever. Because from top to bottom, this was a fantastic show, story, you know, things to look forward to. And it's really spearheaded by not only the Blood and Guts match tonight, but my God, man, did MJF and Adam Cole really set the table for what's to come on Collision at the end of the month for the tag team titles against FTR. And we got a little bit, maybe a Trouble in Paradise situation happening there with MJF, man, What uh, and, and Adam Cole. But what an incredible show tonight. I think everybody is really excited about what Tony Khan did tonight. And like you said on Twitter, he outdid himself, man. It was a great show. He did. He did. He advertised it like a damn pay-per-view. And I think he over-delivered. I think he over... This was a pay-per-view with commercials. Yeah. Uh, this was a pay... For, for me, I mean, you guys can, you know, say what you want. This is a pay-per-view with commercials. And by the way, before we get started on this show, let me tell you something right now. Because I've blocked more people on Twitter today than I have in all of 2020. Oh, it's been a terrible month, bro. Just the month if, of July has been awful. If you are here in this stream to comment and say that this show sucked, I will be blocking you from the chat. Now, 
if you come here to say that the show just wasn't for you and you didn't enjoy it, I got to question you because the name of the show was Blood and Fucking Guts. So if you didn't like it because of the blood and guts, why did you watch the show? All right. But if you want to say the show just wasn't for you, but you understand and recognize and respect the work that they put in, that's okay. But don't sit here and tell me that this show fucking sucked. You insult my intelligence as a wrestling fan. This show did not suck on any level whatsoever. You didn't have to love it, but that doesn't mean it fucking sucks. So I don't want to fucking see that shit. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to uh, a little situation uh, later on in the show, man. But I, I gotta we gotta we gotta get a round of applause here in the beer garden. Whoa! Whoa! We gotta get that in the fucking in the road. Whoa! <laughs> I got to get that in the roadcaster, man. Uh, we got a $100 super chat from I'm Already Dead. It was raining thumbtacks, bro. And that bed of nails. Oh, my God. And then he says, Jesse, 50-50. Look at this fucking guy. Oh. Oh. Ah, that's a mention. <laughs> yeah. He even put the 50-50 in this 50, fucking super yeah, chat, go. man. I'm Already Dead. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for being here, man. We are super excited about tonight's show. And uh, I, I usually get hit up after the show's over when we are really happy about what we saw and we're excited about pro wrestling. A lot of people reach into my DMs on Twitter, uh, including my, my guy, Buddy, always, used to, uh, always says that it was a great show. Man, the energy was there. It was a great fucking podcast tonight. So I'm happy that you guys are here. I'm happy that you guys are energetic. I'm feeling the energy. I love it. And uh, Jesse and I definitely appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, man, Tony Khan outdid himself. I am super excited about what's to come. Collision has been on fire. Dynamite was incredible tonight. We're going to get into it. But let's start off with the MJF and Adam Cole situation, man. Blood and Guts is going to take uh, the majority of this show at the end, uh, and we'll get into all that because not really uh, much happened outside the MJF and Adam Cole situation. The tag team, I think we've said this for uh, a, few, a few weeks now, uh, lightning in a bottle. They even mentioned it, lightning in a bottle tonight uh, on Dynamite. And the way that it is going right now, I don't know if it is in Tony Khan's best interest to break up this tag team. Now, I don't know how long they could physically keep it going without the obvious of where this is going. But my God, man, you know, I was, I was one of those people that did not ever want to see MJF as a heel, uh, as, a, as a baby face. I always wanted him to be right. a heel. I never wanted to see MJF as a baby face. But holy shit, man, is he fucking... He's slowly but surely changing my mind on that, man. I don't want I don't know if I want to see him go full blown, but if he can, if he wants to do it for a little bit and then maybe go back to uh being a heel, he could absolutely do it, man. His his baby face work, a little a little I would say old school, a little a little cheesy at times, but my god, man, does he fucking pull it off great. And Adam Cole MJF tonight with with the double clothesline. People were chanting in the TD Garden, double clothesline. We got it. I didn't think we were going to get it. I, I thought maybe they'd save it for FTR, but we got it tonight. And the crowd was on fire for everything. Topes on fire. Double clothesline on fire. The hot tag to Adam Cole on fire. But, man, the tease at the end with Adam Cole looking at that title belt. How you feeling about that, man? You know, a lot of people saying MJF may turn on Adam Cole. Maybe Adam Cole turns on MJF and gets the one up on MJF because he knows exactly who MJF is. And he's playing MJF all along. Man, I, I I like where we are right now in yeah. AEW, man. Yeah. All right, so a couple of things. Um, MJF can't go full babyface. I, I think the only reason that we're enjoying this as much as we are 
because we know what's coming. All right. And MJF is 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 playing along with us and we're playing along with him. We all know what's coming. And Adam Cole cannot turn on MJF because what he's going to do, turn more babyface or what? We're going to turn MJF babyface. Adam Cole can't turn heel by turning on M- uh, MJF. So we know what's coming. Um, I still, I'm, I'm still convinced this is a straight up uh, Roddy White um, turn. That's that's going to be the turn. Rod- Roderick Strong. Uh, Roddy White. Yeah. No, he's Roddy White now. Walter he's White. Roddy White now. Fuck you watching nope. Breaking Bad over there? No, he's Roddy, Roddy <laughs> White. No, Roddy White's a wide receiver for the Falcons. Ah, okay. Oh, 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 he was a wide receiver for the Falcons. Um, we can't. Oh, let's get let's, let's get to my man. man. Oh my goodness! Another one hundred. Nick motherfucking Williams for the $100 Super Chat. That match was borderline insane. Can't even begin to describe how much I enjoyed this Blood and Guts match. And somewhere in AEW, Cody and Triple H are punching the air right now. I enjoyed the show. Hope you guys have a good night. Jesse and JD, 50-50. booking, baby. We want fire. Whoa! Oh, says. Oh, my God. Nick Williams. And shout out to my guy, my trainer, Dr. Evil Genius, who's in the chat with an eight-month re-up on the VIP membership. Look at Jay improving his posture. Yeah, because if I don't improve my posture, next time I talk to you on Friday, I'll be fucking reamed out. So, of course, I got to improve my fucking... Maybe you'll give me an extra fucking nah. set of something to do. You, you God knows trouble, I don't you? want that, man. Holy shit. You got in fucking trouble, see? See? Look, I got him, I got him peeping in on the fucking street, man. This fucking guy. Listen. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, I think we're... Only, I think we're we're, we are entertained as much as we are by this partnership because we know it's very temporary. We know it's a falsetto. We know what's coming. Um, I think the I think the swerve that we're going to get in it is uh, uh, Roddy Strong coming in and doing the turn. And I think that'll be in, um, um, Cole's next feud after losing yeah. to MJF because of Strong. But... That's not the point. Even though we know what's coming, my God, are we fucking enjoying this or what, man? It's it's crazy, man. Lightning in the bottle is, um, you know, I feel like that that may be, uh, I don't want to say uh, an understatement, disrespectful, because, you know, we, we all knew MJF was one talented fucking guy, man. Adam Cole, th- this, this is exactly what we signed up for when Adam Cole joined AEW. And I think MJF and this entire feud or, or this this partnership uh, leading to the feud is going to bring out the best in Adam Cole. I, I like where you're going with that. I think Roderick Strong and Adam Cole is the, the clear-cut direction here. Uh, I don't know any other way that they could do it. And MJF, obviously, that's the most important thing to him is that AEW title. So him turning on Adam Cole would be the best thing here. But I know a lot of people... They were they were basically... I'm sorry, saying, I'm, sorry Jay, I'm, I'm I'm very, very sorry to cut you off yeah. if you don't mind. My wife is in the chat. Yep. Her birthday was just this past Monday, and it was in between our shows, and I yeah. didn't mention it on our last show. So I want to publicly wish her a happy birthday because she's at work, and I'm sure her coworkers are listening. So happy birthday. There you go. Birthday cake emojis in the chat for Jesse's wife, who's in the chat right now. So there you go. Um, okay, sorry. No, no, no problem, man. Um, yeah, uh, with with Roderick Strong, I think that's the, the the clear cut direction there. And, and like I said, MJF and that AEW title is the most important thing to him. So yeah, that's more than enough to fuel him, you know, ending this partnership. 
But the the thing is, man, what what got people online was the partnership is going so well that I had a lot of people when I tweeted out saying that they should take the titles off of FTR. I, I don't know if I, I mean I listen. If it happens, it happens. If it happens, I'm not going to complain about it uh, because I think that would be great. And, and and I'm definitely one of those people that want to see the story continue and the partnership continue because it's so fucking good. But I don't know if that's a good long-term investment, that taking the titles off of FTR. I think they're the leaders of this division. They're clearly yeah. not done with Bullet Club Gold yet. And yeah. I think right now we need to separate the two feuds because if you, if you change the plans now, then it's going to fuck up everything else. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the direction they're going with it is interesting. You know, it's, it's extremely, you know, you know, something that we're all interested in. But when it comes down to those tag titles, it'll be time to get back down to brass tacks. Um, we know that Cole and MJF will not be carrying on as world tag team fucking champions. All right. So let's just, uh, Jesus Christ. We are trying to do a show. Please stop with the bombs. My name's not even in that one. Round them up. Round them up. My name's not in that Don't even read. The third $100 bomb from my guy, Dwayne Jackson. What's up, guys? The match was great, but the show was off for me for technical issues. It came across me like the movies repeating, then speeding up. It happened during the broadcast. You guys are awesome. Maybe something with, uh, I don't know where you're watching, man. You're watching it on Fight TV Plus. You're watching it on a cable provider. Uh, I don't know why that would happen to you, but it may be one of the... uh, one of the providers that you're watching with. But, but Dwayne, listen, man, we're, we're happy that you're here. We're going to fill you in on all the stuff that you might have missed tonight and happy that you're in the venue. Uh, I really appreciate that. And the $100 bomb, man, massive super chat night tonight. Dwayne, Nick, and I'm already dead with three awesome. bombs. Let's keep that energy going, guys. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, again, you know, like I said, it's going to fuck everything up. I, I would not change course here. We know where it's going. Um, yeah. I know that uh, that super chat kind of uh, got lost uh, in, in translation here with uh, what you were saying, but yeah, don't fuck up the plans. It's got to stay the course. Yeah, it has to. It's just stay the course. Let them. I mean, it can implode with FTR. Um, that's fine. The match should be great anyway. Entertaining. Um, FTR for as much as they're uh, they are all about pro wrestling, um, they can get down to a little bit of a sports entertainment, which is where this tag team of Cole and MJF is going. So I think they'll give us a fantastic little showing, but I think at the end of the day, we need to keep the tag team titles where they are and then go on the business as usual. But my God, who is not enjoying what Adam Cole and Maxwell Jacob Freeman is doing right now? I mean, they uh, look, I don't know what the initial plan was of when they were going to break them up, but if there is a way to leg it out and to stretch it out a little bit more, I'll be all for it. The yeah. match is not to the end of July, right? Yeah. This should be able to get us close to pretty much to all in. Will we get yeah. Adam Cole and MJF at all in? Yeah, you think? I think I think so. Yeah, I think that's the right direction to go. Now, Jesse, the match is happening on Collision at the end of the month. I think that is, uh, I think that may be the 29th or the 28th, yeah. 29th at the end of the month. And, you know, it, it's happening on Collision, which we all know is CM Punk's show. CM Punk is very, very good friends with both Dax and Cash. Is there right. a possibility we see CM Punk get involved here with MJF? and maybe cause some type of interference or distraction or maybe get involved and throw himself into the mix here with MJF being that MJF is holding the world championship that CM Punk never lost. Is that a possibility? Jesse's sleeping, and we got another $100 bomb, man. We're never going to end this stream. We're going to be here all night, bro. 
I'm already dead, man. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Another $100 bomb. He says, I demanded Jesse 50-50 emote for the channel. I may, I may take some of this money and actually get one made, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my that goodness. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother. Your generosity is fucking unbelievable. We love you, man. Thank you so much. That is awesome, uh, bro. CM Punk, Jesse, you really falling asleep to CM Punk? I, I think in the last... In the no, last, not, no, in the, no, I wasn't falling asleep to Punk. I was pausing because we had another uh, Oh, okay. I, I mean, you, you got you got to make make yourself clear, man, because in the last <laughs> review that we did, the last post show that we did, so many comments in the comment section, man. J J oh, my God, Jesse, he's a CM Punk hater, man. I don't believe it. No, that's, I, was, I was not dozing off. Not dozing off the Punk. rid of him. I'm act I was actually getting ready to agree with you because... If this guy is going to be walking around with all this red bag talk and the world champion is on his show, he needs to be making himself known with that red bag yeah. situation. Yeah. So that's only continuity and it only makes sense. If he doesn't show up and confront MJF, I'm kind of looking like, well, why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, so, yes. Man, is that, is, yes. Man, is that collision going to be fucking a big show? Holy shit. I'm so excited for that show. Yeah, wow. it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about the match with Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara, the finals of the Blind Eliminator. I know a lot of people were, uh, uh, it was like a fucking war zone on social media because in the middle of the match, there was a fucking breakdance contest and everybody was like, oh, well, shit, if this was all raw, JD would fucking pop a blood vessel, man. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. I, I enjoyed that, man. I've seen many a dance breakout in a, in a House of Glory ring in the middle of a match. It is what it is. Holy shit. Oh you guys are fucking crazy, man. What are we doing here, bro? Guys, we got a show to do. Man. Yo, do we have alcohol behind the bar enough for these fucking people, man? Holy shit. Another $100 bomb, the fifth bomb tonight. Dwayne Jackson with a $100 bomb, barring Mercedes' injury. Was she supposed to debut tonight? Listen, man, if, I, if I'm a betting man, if she didn't get injured, I would say yes. But she would have yep. already been at Forbidden Door already. Forbidden bro, so. Door, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, she could have been at Forbidden Door. We don't know. We don't, we know. don't know. It was. It, I mean, either Forbidden Door or tonight, or both. She could have started at Forbidden Door and didn't show back up tonight. Who knows? But, I mean, for right now, again, she is such a private person. We don't know how serious it is. I can tell you this. She was backstage at, at Impact. anniversary. Yep. So she's mobile. So hopefully it's not too bad, and hopefully she'll be in London. A lot of people, I, I talked about this on the actual with Mercedes before we move on. Uh, a lot of people were like, well, how do you know, man? She's a muck herself. You know, Mercedes is, she, she's not going to tell she, you what she's doing, she, man. She you fucking, fucking kidding me? How, how do you know, man? I, I know, and Jesse knows how I know. So fuck yep. off, man. Ridiculous. Anyway, yep. um... The dance contest or the, the, the break dance competition in the middle of the match, we'll get to that. I loved everything about that. Sports entertainment. A lot of sports entertainment starting to creep itself on to AEW television. Not too much, though, but when it's done, it's done tastefully. When it's done, it's done uh, in, in very minimal aspects. So we'll get into that as well. So uh, a lot of people were uh, up in arms about that on social media. The other thing that happened tonight outside Blood and Guts, Jesse, was uh, Britt Baker wrestling. Hi, Britt. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hi, so Brittany. I'm, so I'm sorry, Britt. You look fantastic, though. Yeah, listen. It was against Kayla Sparks tonight. You look great. I don't know what's going great. on with Brett going to All In, but you look fantastic. I hope I, I, you, you, they seem to have got you 
in that match and out quickly. I hope the back is healing okay. Hope yeah. to get you back full time soon. There you go. Uh, Jungle Boy, bro. Uh, or, or, or <coughs> excuse uh, no, me. No. Uh, he, that guy's Jack, dead. Jack Perry. Yes. Uh, he, uh, he wrestled Hook tonight, and that was for the FTW Championship. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in depth in a little bit when we get into the actual match. But the FTW title was on the line, and he won the title. Uh, I would now assume, Jesse, that the FTW title is a recognized title in AEW, being that it changed hands, and they made a big deal about him winning his first championship in AEW, Jungle Boy, or a single championship, rather. Um, Who's I, Jungle Boy? Jack Perry. I'm sorry. It's going to take uh, a little bit uh, to get used to here. Uh, Jack Perry winning his first singles title in AEW. His heel turn has been a little iffy so far because they've kind of rinsed and repeat some of the same things over and over and over again in the last couple of weeks. But tonight he came out, he got rid of the music, he buried the music, a limo picked him up in a vignette. You know, he was in the middle of the desert digging a fucking grave. The, the old jungle boy is dead. Now we got Jack Perry puts on, puts on the fucking glasses. I thought I was looking at a mirror image of his father as he got into the limo, man. I'm like, holy shit, we got his father reincarnated here. He looks great. He shows up in the arena. And then he has Beethoven's Fifth as his new theme music, bro. And I'm like, what is it? What is this shit? Is he fucking trying to? Is he trying to mimic Gunther out there? I mean, what the fuck's going on? He comes out. He's got the leather jacket. He's got the glasses. He's got the leather pants on. He gets into the ring, and I didn't really, you know, understand what was going on here. But then when he won the championship and he held the championship up, and that's and that theme song played, Jesse, I, I was like, this might actually work. So they got yeah. aspects of his theme. You know, that are a little questionable right now. But the aspects of his heel turn, the leather pants, the jacket, the the the, the glasses, this Hollywood vibe, they got that going right for him. So right now it's still a work in progress, but I was very impressed with, with what Jungle Bo- uh, Jack Perry did tonight against Hook. And I thought this was Hook's best match in AEW yet. Yes, uh, I actually liked everything about this match. I've been on record calling Jack Perry a complete pussy for the last two weeks. And... Tonight, he looked strong. Yep. He looked like a heel, even like cowardly heel at times, which is fine. Just don't be a pussy. All right? There's a difference in the two. Tonight, yep. he looked like a heel, a cowardly heel, but he came through. The match was fantastic. He he, he looked strong. Um, Hook, uh, Hook was left strong in defeat. It was Hook's first defeat. It went to Jack Perry. Jack Perry got his first title. And it was from his former tag team partner. I think this story is completely well done. No notes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Taz was very animated on commentary. He sold it, too. He didn't really say much after the match was over. He didn't really say much throughout the rest of the night up until the main event, which was blood and guts. Uh, so that was a nice little caveat there. And I thought Hook really outperformed uh, himself. That was his best match. Uh, Jack Perry's got the, the heel shtick working. Very well, and uh, I'm I'm going to be curious to know why they pick, picked uh, Beethoven's fifth for his theme song. I wonder if that's any correlation to Jack Perry, if that's something important to him, or if that was a Tony Khan decision. Uh, these are the questions that need to be asked at the next media scrum or the next uh, you know uh, yeah. Tony Khan conference call before a major pay per view. But all in all, this was a fantastic episode of Dynamite. We're going to break it down for you, and the energy inside the OTS venue tonight is absolutely on fire. Just like Boston, how they wanted fucking fire tonight. You guys are on fire. Fucking Boston, man. Unbelievable. Great crowd tonight was Boston at the TD Garden. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, man. At JD from NY206. 
That's me, Jesse, at, at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Cameo, and also Threads, which I can't get rid of because if I do, I delete my Instagram account, apparently. So... Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm not on threads. I don't have Instagram. Yeah, I don't, it's a waste of time. Uh, I mean, okay. they, they've fallen off a cliff, but uh, everybody thought Twitter was going to go uh, down the fucking toilet, which it probably still is. But it's, heading, it's heading that way. It's heading that way for sure, especially the wrestling community. Uh, but go follow me on social media. It's the best way to keep up to date on all the content on the channel, and you guys want my uh, in-real-time opinions as well. So go and do that. Follow social media. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that uh, bell. It's very important. You guys are notified of everything I do, videos, live streams, you name it. Make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos on the channel. We did an extra today on Dominic Mysterio winning the North American Championship from Wes Lee on NXT last night. Make sure you guys go check out the TNT episode that Andrew Baydala and I did for episode number five. That was Tuesday night, Monday Night Raw as well. Uh, so we are uh, still uh, going strong this week. We got a ton of content still to come. So make sure you guys go and do that for me. And Super Chats are open. Make sure you get those memberships in. And hit that thumbs up. We got 527 likes in here with 2,200 in here. Uh, There is absolutely no excuse why we can't get 1,000 likes on tonight's AEW Dynamite post show, man. So go and do that for me. Uh, Jesse, how was, uh, before I shut the music off, bro, because I love this song. How was uh, Slammiversary, man, and your review of Slammiversary? Did everything go well there? Oh, man, Slammiversary was a fantastic show, man. It was really good. The, I heard it was. The, yeah, the the um, the X Division, the Ultimate X match, fucking great, man. It's a, it, it's without getting into explaining it, I mean, imagine like a different twist on a ladder match, basically. Just a different way to get to the top, no ladder, but nonetheless, a lot of hot flying. You, you know, Mike you know, you know, you know who I'm a big fan of, bro. Jake something. I think he's fucking great. Jake something. I'm still getting to know. I'm not. I don't know too much about him. Yeah. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey was a, awesome. was a fucking highlight reel. Yeah. I mean, he's so good. holy smokes, man, he was so good. Um, Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly, new knockouts tag team. Yeah, champions. that's a good tag team. That's a good looking tag team there. That is a fantastic tag. I'm calling them the world's sexiest tag team. That is it. That is a fantastic tag team. They're doing big stuff over there, man. I want to see where they go um, with these with this world title situation with Nick Aldis because I thought they had. I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to win the world title, but now I'm hearing all these rumors about how WWE wants him to be a fucking janitor or some shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to be world champion. Ah, he's too old, pal. We don't need him here. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. Why would WWE be so interested in Nick Aldis just to be a producer? Bro, he's younger than Cody Rhodes. What, I mean, what, what what makes them see him and say, oh, that guy can produce? I mean, what, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Why? I don't know. And Why? then I, I had I had geeks telling me, well, maybe that's what he wants to do. No, did he give any sign of his retirement? I don't think so. I don't think he did. No. He's in phenomenal shape. Where the fuck is he going? This guy's in pristine shape. He looks like a fucking champ. He looks like the champion of any brand you put him on. <laughs> Why you would know you what? put him in the backstage area? Drew and I talked about this yesterday, man. He fit perfect on Saturday nights. Yeah. He would. He he looks like a damn chap. He would. I agree with that. I heard that. That I absolutely agree. He would be fantastic on Saturday Night Collision. Yeah. So I don't I, know, man. You you that said that you weird. said that Impact is uh, very uh, 
black and gold-esque, man. It's feeling like it black is, and gold. Dude, it is very black and gold-esque, man. I, I promise I, I promise you, because I know how much you were into black and gold, yep. that if you sit and get in, invested into the storylines and then watch a few of the TV matches and leading into a pay-per-view, I think you'll be hooked just like that. It's, it's bare bones. It's gritty. It's lit well. Intimate crowds. It reminds me of NXT Gold every time I sit and watch. Man, if they it, had man. a little bit better production, man, I'd probably re- be reviewing it with you. Honestly, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have uh, Kevin Dunn's Golden Touch. Yeah, that it does not. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, but outside of that, outside of the presentation, then it's it's fantastic wrestling for me. It's good stuff. It's a fantastic palate cleanser of wrestling to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was uh exactly how we described NXT, black and gold too. It was a palate cleanser coming out of uh uh Monday, because Raw was yes. terrible. Raw is still terrible. Then going into Wednesday on the WWE network, it's like, ah, oh, real wrestling, finally. It's, you know, the way it should be done. It's but um, that, 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 that's what we're talking about here tonight, man. The way it should be done tonight. Fantastic episode of Dynamite. We opened up tonight's show with Jack Perry and Hook for the FTW Championship. And this was recognized as a title match. I, I would have to say that this is now a recognized title in AEW, no matter how much they want to uh, deny that it's not. Uh, it yeah. is. They don't need another championship, but it definitely no. is. That would be my first question to Tony Khan in the media scrum. Yeah. Is the FTW title, an officially recognized AEW championship. Well, now, Taz, let, let me see if I could find it. I, I'm on my iPad now. Taz said something very, very, because someone made fun of that fact, Jesse. He he, he was uh, going at somebody on Twitter, and he said something in regards to uh, a tweet that came at him. Uh, this guy on Twitter said, listen, Taz, you know, I'm listening to you get all worked up over Jack Perry win his meaningless FTW title that hasn't been relevant in well over a decade is priceless, LOL. And then Taz quote tweeted him and said, that meaningless title was just defended on worldwide TV again in a top 10 market in the United States to a packed house. What a blast watching it. Thanks for watching. Thank you. Well said by Taz. Yes, yeah, as always. You know, he doesn't really engage in this fucking meaningless bullshit yes. online. But, I mean, that was a, a prompt uh, answer to this fucking yes. geek online. I, I question if it's an officially licensed AEW title. Not calling it meaningless. I never said it was meaningless. If if someone's on TV holding it, it holds some meaning. Yes. All right? And that's just the bottom line of it. But the last that we were told that it wasn't officially recognized. So I just want to know now that it's being held by somebody outside of Team Taz or an original Team Taz member now is it an officially recognized title? Yeah. 
Uh, listen, it's a valid question. You know, uh, maybe if I get a fucking question, one of these, uh, if I get, if, A, if I get invited back to a media scrum, and B, if I get one on one of these conference calls, I, w- I would definitely ask that question because it's definitely a valid question. Yeah. But um, we got this match starting off tonight. Hook immediately went after Jack Perry. He bailed to the outside. It was launched over the barricade with Hook going right after. Uh, there was uh, a report, Jesse, about, you know, things being banned, and this was one of them fighting in the crowd. And, you know, I, I think that I don't think that list went into effect yet, bro. After after I tonight, I can't did. imagine that. I can't imagine that list went into effect tonight. I think it did. I think they took that list and said, okay, these are all of the things we have think, to do tonight. Yeah, I think the roster fucking ripped that shit out. Is this our last night, Tony? Let's have a fucking party, okay? That's exactly what happened. So they, they went in, they were fighting in the crowd. So uh, Jungle Boy and Hook went over the barricade. And uh, he launched off the barricade, did hook with a Superman punch. They get back inside the ring. Perry got an eye rake and a drop kick on on hook. The crowd was all over. Uh, I, it's it's so tough to not call him Jungle Boy. I'm I'm trying yeah. my best to not call him we'll Jungle get used Boy. To it. Jack Perry. So they were going uh, after him. Big heel heat here for Jack. Hook fought off a German suplex off the apron, delivered an exploder suplex to the floor. Which looked fucking ridiculous. Overhead belly to belly suplex by Hook to to Jack Perry over uh, onto the outside, hit the concrete hard. Uh, so they are back in the ring, and Jungle Boy's back in, or Jack Perry's back in. Perry posed uh, Hook and connected with a draping DDT off the apron. Perry was uh, basically wanting a countout victory here, but Hook broke it up at a nine. He gets back in. He hits a release German. Uh, Hook no-sold it. So Jack Perry gets a a, a German on Hook. He no-sells it. And then Hook comes back with multiple bridging suplexes, one of which I thought knocked out Jungle Boy because it looked like the referee's three-count. I don't know if you picked this up, Jesse. The the referee's three-count on the first one was dangerously fucking close to being a three-count. I think he stopped short from actually counting three because Jungle Boy or Jack did not kick out at all, man. It was almost as if maybe I thought he was concussed. To be quite honest with you, I don't know if you picked that up or not. Well, yeah, well, I, re- I remember the spot because I was um, on my phone. I looked down at my phone when that particular spot happened, but I was watching with my son. And right next to me, he goes, that was three. Yeah. My, son's seven, my, son, my son's seven years old, bro. Yeah. Turns eight, turns eight this Saturday, by the way. My twins turn eight this Saturday. Whew. There we go. Um, but yeah, he, he turned to me and said, he said, that, that was a three. And I'm like. Nah, maybe it's really close. The, the ref came close. I never went back. So when I see him in the morning, when he gets up and says, hey, you were right, man. It was probably three. Yeah, it, it looked like John, uh, Jack did not uh, get the shoulder up there. So we got another one. And then he holds the back of his head as Hook just fucking floated him over with the German suplex. He did kick out of that one. And that was a very close near fall. Uh, Jack grabbed the FTW title, brought it in the ring. Paul Turner awkwardly tried to take it from him. I didn't know what was going on here. This was kind of clunky. Uh, he got sandwiched in the corner, so he gets taken out of the equation. Hook hit uh, a head and arm suplex. He had the pin. Referee did not see it because he was down. Hook went to revive the official, and Jack grabbed the FTW title and absolutely uh, bashed it over Hook's head. He draped his arm over Hook. One, two, three, as Paul Turner obviously then at that point wakes up. One, two, three, and he wins the championship, his first singles championship, and ends the undefeated streak of Hook. This was awesome. I love yeah. this. I thought this was a great open, hot crowd. 
Uh, Jungle Boy beating Hook. I have no problem with that. Hook was never going to be undefeated forever. If, if a loss had to come, Jungle Boy would be the perfect opponent because they are very equal. And I like Jack Perry's heel uh, persona. I think it's going to grow into something really good. Is it going to be a main event level heel act? I don't know. I'm not going to take anything away from him because he's a fucking great wrestler. But this was this was Hook's best match, you know. And, yeah. and, and, and you know we know how good uh, Jack is, but. Hook, a lot of people should be keeping an eye on Hook, Jesse, because what he did tonight, I think he's going to start elevating himself, too. And I want to see him start to grow and mature because I, I do think that he's got it, and he's a blue chipper in AEW, and I don't want to see them waste him like they've wasted. Uh, like, for example, we talked about Brian Pillman. I don't want to see that happen to a guy like yeah. Hook. But So good on these guys. It was a great opening match. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it was about – Look, I could be mistaken. I don't remember exactly, but I think we're looking at like a little over maybe a year or so ago when Hook started to, you know, pop up on TV. Yeah. And um, I was hoping that they didn't, because burnout is real. I didn't want them to burn through Hook right away and then all of a sudden we're tired of him and they didn't get to do anything with him yet. And if he's not going to be in the world title picture, what are we doing? I think they, I think they progressed Hook fantastically. And... I'm even, I think I've gone on record uh, a few weeks ago and even said that it might be about time to start looking for Hook's first defeat. I remember I said it on this show. It's about time to, for Hook to get an L. Um, I don't know to who, hope they do it right. But yeah, he's, he needs to lose somewhat soon. And sure enough, losing to Jack, the way that he did and, and the environment that he did on, on the big stage that he did on a blood and gut show, I think this was done fantastically well. No notes. I loved it. Yeah, this was this was great stuff here. Uh, I, I hope that they continue to build Jack as a, you know, I, I like a confident heel, and I like a heel that does take the shortcuts. He took the yeah. shortcut tonight. Like you said in the open, Jesse, he did not look like a pussy. He did oh. not look like he was a fucking coward. The last few weeks, he looked like a coward. And that, that's not it's the terrible. type of heel. That's not the type of heel that you want to see. I mean, you could no. be one or the other. You can't be both. It's not going to yeah. really equal, um, you know, a, a, a successful run and a successful act for Jack Perry. But what he did tonight was, you know, perfect with what they are trying to portray him as. The low yeah. blow behind the referee's back, cheating to win, getting the one up on hook. As long as they don't continue to portray him as a fucking coward running away from everything, yeah. they'll be fine. So I'm no, looking there, forward yeah, to there's this. A difference. Yeah, there's a difference. In the, so you have the bully heels yeah. and then you have your cowardly heels. Look, that's fine. Those those are the textbook heels, you know, the bully and the coward. That doesn't mean you be a fucking pussy. And Perry came off as an entirely huge pussy the last two weeks. I think this uh, made up for it. Maybe that's why they went the route that they did, because they knew he was going over tonight. Yeah, well, good stuff here. Uh, Hook, uh, again, best match, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, no more. It is now just Jack Perry. He buried the old, got rid of the theme. He's got Beethoven's Fifth as his new theme. So we will see how this materializes in the weeks to come. But good start for Jack Perry. We got Alex Marvez. He led a camera to a restaurant where he said his sources told him a secret meeting was taking place with Chris Jericho and Don Callis. Don Callis noticed the camera and had uh, security get rid of Marvez. So that was all that was there. Uh, Don Callis was in the news this week, and apparently he was attacked by a cameraman or fan who did not know what was going on in a post-match attack of Kenny Omega after a Triple A show this past weekend. I don't know if you've seen this. Man, what a yeah, fucking a scene fan. that was. It was uh, it was fucking ridiculous. At one point, I thought it was staged, but then it, yeah. it looked like it wasn't. So I don't know what the hell was going on there. 
Yeah, no, it's not a fan. It's not a fan. It was it was a it was a camera because if it was a fan, then the fan would know that the, that you know it's a, it's a work. Yeah. Um. And so no, it was it was a camera guy who legitimately thought he was doing the right thing. So that being, if he's a professional, you know, doing his job, and he thought he was helping someone in need. Can't be too crazy, man, about it, I guess. <laughs> but what the fuck are you doing there? You're taking photos for a wrestling bit. What did you think was going on? I don't, I don't. <laughs> what did you fucking think was going on? I don't know, man. People are fucking weird, bro, really. What are you doing? People are fucking weird, man. Holy shit. Anyway, Don Callis is all right. He's all right. Nothing major happened there, but it was a scary moment because, you know, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's there doing his job. He's got some fucking geek who doesn't know what's going on jumping on his back from behind the bed. It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway, um, we go from that to Adam Cole, baby, and MJF. They're outside a Chinese restaurant in Boston, and the name of this restaurant is apparently uh, Kowloon. I never ate at a Kowloon before, Jesse. Have you ate at Kowloon? Never heard of it. Me neither. I've been to Boston several times, never been to a Kowloon, so uh, don't uh, rag on me too hard. Uh, So they're outside this restaurant, and Adam Cole said, MJF is scared of spicy food. I want you to get over your fears. MJF said, it's also poor people. So <laughs> he said, "Fucking poor people." <laughs> poor here, people. Man. <laughs> so uh, Cole and MJF sat down, and they were uh, served some really spicy chicken. Spicy and chicken looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. I love. Uh, listen, man. If there's one thing that I love, man, is that uh, it's that flavor, man. Soy, ginger, sesame. I man, I love that shit, man. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Served uh, white rice, and uh, MJF asked Cole if the spice is bad. Cole assured him it was not. Cole's face turned red when he ate the chicken. MJF began sweating and gasping for air. They then both began drinking the beverages as the waiter brought over some beverages, man. They brought over hot ones. Bro, they brought over fucking some uh some obvious some obvious drinkware that would uh, be filled with alcohol. I mean, it's one of the not water in no, it. No, there's not nobody serves MJF. I got to like MJF is a smart motherfucker, man. Seriously, who who, who is gonna look at that and say, "Oh man, there's water in there." There's no water in that. Guy. I mean, How much did fucking... he drink before he realized it wasn't water? Bro, it's one of these tiki glasses with a fucking umbrella in, umbrella it, in a, it, a pineapple and a fucking cherry, man. Jesus fucking, what type of water is that, man? That's my type of water. I'll tell you that. Uh, oh man, I thought it was a spicy bloody mary at first. What man. was it? A thunder and lightning? What 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 was it? You know, back back I, I in the day, man. There's a there's a, a restaurant in the Bronx. Uh, it was, um, I forgot the fucking name of it, but we used to go there all the time, man. We were in high school, we used to go there all the time. They had these drinks in, the, in, in very similar glasses like that that were called zombies. Man, it was oh, fucking okay. great. So fucking potent, man. Oh, my goodness. But um, oh. it wasn't water. I'll tell you that much. It wasn't water. Uh, the waiter said, uh, no, sir, this is 100% alcohol. Because they asked if it was water. Because MJF said, uh, sir, this, this water tastes very bizarre. <laughs> How much did he not know the alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> then they cut to MJF and Adam Cole, who were obviously feeling the effects of of this. And then MJF. Uh, by the way, by the way, the, the name of the Chinese restaurant in the Bronx was Hawaii Sea, right off of uh, uh, East Chester Road, I believe. So uh, that was that. Oh, right off uh, on Pelham Parkway. Um, so 100% alcohol, they're feeling the effects of the alcohol, they're kind of tipsy, they're getting drunk together. MJF told Cole a story about facing a woolly mammoth of a man in front of 99,000 people. 99,000 But he said people. he's heard it a thousand times, Max. What, what are you, I'm, I'm tired of this, you told me this already. Big Bill weighs like 
400 fucking he's pounds? A big, he's no. a big Bill weighs uh, at a whopping 625 pounds. That's <laughs> fucking great. So, so he, he he's debating with, with Adam Cole about this, and, and he looks he looks over at this guy. Adam Cole looks over at the waiter and says, "Max, this 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 waiter, he looks like Sammy Guevara." <laughs> and then, yeah. then uh, MJF like, "No, no, 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 he looks like Daniel Garcia." So Cole said, "There's one thing left to do," and they shouted in uh, tandem, "Double clothesline!" They charged at this guy in slow motion, and uh, they double clotheslined him, and they cut the video at that point. Excellent stuff. Fucking Love killed it. the waiter. Killed the waiter because he didn't bring him water. He didn't bring him water. Where's my fucking water, bro? Throw throw a fucking lemon in there, too, while you're at it. Uh, Marvez, back in the parking lot. He uh, got another tip that Don Callis and Chris Jericho were about to arrive. He went out to the parking lot and greeted them as they got out of the limo. Callis and Jericho stepped out. Marvez asked if a decision has been made. Callis said, yeah, the decision is. You're an idiot, Marvez. And then Jericho added, yeah, a fat-headed idiot. And they laughed and walked away. Gotta love when they rag on Marvez, man. He deserves it. Anyway. Fucking Marvez. What a, what was, a, what thought, a fucking was Shivani stick to get ragged on. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Kayla Sparks. Absolutely nothing match. Baker won with a lockjaw, and uh, that was it. She did a sling blade and a lockjaw. Wins in one minute. 60 seconds for uh, DMD. The only reason why this was done is because this was a major market. This was a big-time crowd for AEW, and they wanted their... Uh, number one female on the roster there in front of that audience. Hey, look at us. We got Britt Baker here. This is our number one gal. That's the only reason why she was there. Should have been Stet, but... Stats on Rampage, wrestling uh, Marina Shafir, where I will not be watching. I will not be watching. I would rather see Stet. Nothing against you, Britt. Nothing against you. You know, if it it was Jamie Hayter as champion, I would be sitting here saying it should be Jamie Hayter. Yeah. You know, but... It, but we know that Chris Statlander was there. She was backstage, so it should have been her up front. Listen, everything's done for a reason, man. Britt Baker in this uh, number one market. There you go. Or a top ten market. Not really number one, but a top ten market. That's what they wanted to do there. That's what they wanted to accomplish. Yeah, clearly Chicago's number one market. These fuckers are coming back again for the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now that's they a tradition. Won't... That's a tradition, though, bro. So I don't really mind them doing that. And so is fucking Labor Day. A memorial. Uh, Labor Day. So. Yeah. I mean, but they, 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 God, they, they yeah, all, out, all, all out is like 70% sold out. So Jesus Christ, man, I mean, you, you Chicagoans, man, you, you love your AEW. I guess we do. Renee Paquette interviewed Adam Cole and MGF backstage. She asked if they're surprised by their chemistry. Cole said they're not. And they've caught lightning in a bottle. MJF said, we only have one plan and that's plan a hit the double clothesline, win this tournament. Unlike Sammy Guevara's wife, we don't need plan B. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Barry, dude. Come he on. Can st- he could still be a prick while still playing a baby face, man. You got to love it. Jeez, that was wrong. MJF said he gave Cole a gift, matching trunks. Cole revealed that he got them also matching jackets. Roderick Strong walked in. He was wearing his neck brace. He called out for Adam Cole, who ignored him. Clearly, uh, Roderick, Roderick Strong, Roddy is... Uh, upset because he thinks MJF is conning Adam Cole uh, and uh, he is an untrustworthy douchebag. So uh, Roddy basically is thinking that MJF is not to be trusted here. Adam Cole is blind to all this and he's having a good time and he's abandoning his one true friend, bro. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. And he's abandoning Roddy. What a fucking asshole, huh? This, 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 This story is writing itself. We have one feud um 
blossoming with MJF and um, Cole. And soon enough, they're going to, you know, come to a head. And already we're preparing Adam Cole's next journey, which is going to be strong. And like you alluded to earlier, maybe, maybe we get Punk and MJF in the same room. And that's where his arc turns. Yeah. So right away, they're doing multiple things at one time with these feuds. Chris Jericho is starting a storyline, you know, in the early stages. You know, Jack Perry storyline. We're getting more in-depth storylines as of late. I'm starting to wonder, starting to wonder if TK low-key got an extra writer or booker going on back there, man, because stuff is starting to develop now. Or he knows that. The company needs to go in a slightly more long-term direction. And finally, they all got on the same page and convinced him that, listen, we need something that's going to take us from week to week to week to week, build some consistency. Because this this TV deal, bro, they're going to get they're going to they're going to get paid. And, and Warner's yeah. going to want more than just pro wrestling. They're, they're going to want to see an increase. If they're paying AEW, they're going to need to see some sort of increase. New fans generated. They're going to need to see investment week to week, long term. So I'm not surprised that we're getting, you know, these little aspects on AEW television now with a TV deal looming. Who's to say it's not coming from Warner themselves wanting this from AEW? Could be. Could be. Or could be TK turning things around, listening to the fans. Yep. We know that he's he's good for listening yes. to his core audience. So, But we don't know. But it could be it, it, either of these factors. But nonetheless, I'm just happy we're getting the progression and the storylines that we're getting. I'm enjoying AEW a lot more as of late than earlier in the year. Yeah. So we got this match, and this was the finals of the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament. MJF and Adam Cole versus Sammy Guevara, Daniel Garcia. Prior to the bell, we got uh, Chris Jericho comes out. He joined the commentary before the match. Uh, Judas was playing. He yelled to cut Judas off because he doesn't want anybody singing his theme. Crowd sang it anyway, so they said, fuck you, Jericho. We know the lyrics to your song, so we're going to sing it and piss you off. Um, Cole was here tonight, and he also had a, another surprise for MJF. They had a mashup made of MJF's themes mixed with Adam Cole. So we, we now have matching gear and, and now a new theme for both of them to come out to that is a mashup of their, their individual themes. So this was very good, and they did their shtick. They did Bay Bay. They did the boom. They did everything they needed to do. Yeah, good stuff, man. Such good stuff. So prior to the bell, MJF and Daniel Garcia, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what you would call this. It was uh, what would you call this? A thrust off? Maybe they were they were thrusting each other. Uh, who, who thrusts better? This turned Ugh. into a full blown dance battle. Ugh, yeah. So we 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 got a dance off here, and MJF jumped ringside and, and hit the music. There was a little soundboard by the timekeepers there. He hits a button. We get some fucking dance music playing. He gets back into the ring. Garcia and Guevara were up first, and they had a, a whole fucking dance routine planned out here. They, they, were, they did a little dance number, and crowd gave them an ovation. So MJF, he's up first for his team, and he takes the stage, and he's got some fucking smooth moves in there. And he is doing what he's got to do. Then he takes in Adam Cole to come in. And, and Adam Cole, Jesse, he, he is doing the fucking ravishing Rick Rude hip swivel, Val Venus hip swivel he's thrusting 
in in the middle of the ring, and then the music stops because MJF was so disgusted about what he was looking at, he stopped the fucking music, and, and Adam Cole didn't even realize the music stopped, and he continues thrusting <laughs> the in the middle it. of the ring, and MJF is just beside himself. What's the going on here? Begging him to stop. The music scratched to stop. I mean, you know, I, 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 I see people said, "Oh, I hated the dance song stuff." Look, man, that that part I can I get it to each his own. All right, I, I get it, dude. But my, my whole thing for me, and this is me personally, I got into a long discussion with a buddy of mine on, on PlayStation 5. I think I even mentioned it. He started telling me about how he didn't like MJF. And one of the things he said that he's so one dimensional. Like he's so one dimensional. That was his thing. Like he's a great heel. Don't get me wrong, he's a great heel. He can talk on a stick, but he's just so one dimensional. Well, tonight, he showed a different dimension of him, a little bit of comedy, a little little bit of a baby face angle, just playing up with the crowd, having some fun. And now we got a bunch of people saying how they hated it. So now I'm just like, you know what? Some people just can't win for fucking losing. All right? It was a different side of them. We're not going to get this probably ever again. No. Okay? So as much as we sit here and love this shit tonight, if they came back out here and next week and did it again... You would see two dudes sitting here shitting all over it because we just saw it. And we don't want to see it again and again and again. We don't want to see it a second time, to be honest, because we want to get back to brass tacks, which is what these guys do. So I can enjoy it for a night. It's not that bad. And it came in context. It made sense. So it was funny. And, and somebody on Twitter had a really good point. This was funny. This was light. This was comical on a night where we have a bunch of blood and violence coming later. I think this was well-timed. I think, Perfect, perfect yeah. fucking way to put it. Some people have, uh, th- there are, uh, you know, surprising, there are some people on social media that have fucking common sense about them. You know, I, I tweeted out my, my my love for this. You know, Jesse and I love uh, both of these guys. This is a TV gold. Anytime MJF's on TV, it's TV gold. Whether he's a heel, a fucking babyface in this fucking duo without yes. a cult, it's been great television. It's basically been the best thing about AEW Dynamite, you know, for the last several weeks. So I tweeted out my excitement about it, and I'm like, I'm laughing my fucking ass off. I genuinely enjoy myself, laughing mm-hmm. on my couch in, in front of nobody. And I'm watching this, and then I tweet, and I have somebody tweet at me, but, well, if this was on Raw, JD would have shit all over it. I mean, well, probably because their brand of humor is not, you know, my brand of humor, and we see it every fucking week. I mean, they tried to do it, Jesse. I know you don't watch Raw on a consistent basis, but they had an Alpha Academy segment with Maxine Dupree, and they had this fucking shit where Otis took off his shirt, and he's fucking flab and his fucking belly everywhere, and that's what cracks yeah. Vince. That doesn't crack me. You know, their humor is not for me. But the thing is, Jesse, it happens so often. You know, and we yeah. were seeing we're seeing it less now because Triple H has some some sort of an influence there. So we're seeing that shit less. But when when Vince was running the show complete with Bruce, it was every week with the fucking ninjas and the fucking 24-7 title and our truth and you know yeah. Reggie and all this other shit. So when when AEW does it, we don't usually see it. And we've talked about this several times. We don't see it every week. We don't. No. So when they do it, it's tasteful. When they do it, it's comedic. It's sarcastic. It hits a different yeah. way. They don't do it all the time. So what do I usually say? Quality over quantity. If I don't see something every fucking week, I'm going to enjoy it more than I do if I see it every single week. People don't understand that. So, yes, if I no. seen this on Raw, I'd shit on it because we see it every fucking week and we want to see something different. On AEW Dynamite, they're the opposite. We see too much pro wrestling. So when we see something like this that's lighthearted, I welcome it because AEW is not known for sports entertainment. WWE is. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I you know, I saw that thread and as I'm reading it, I block I blocked so many people from yeah. that thread because they took what you said literally. Because yeah. they said, What was the last time you saw a dance off in WWE? And I hope some of those people that I blocked are listening and listening good. It's not about specifically dancing, all right? It's about the comedy stick and how often they do it. It does not mean he was not talking about directly just dancing. So people who took that, there's never been a dancing spot in WWE in in, in months and years. Blah blah blah. So what are you talking? Comedy they do every week, every fucking show, and that's what he was talking about. Not specifically dancing. It's just the unnecessary comedy. That is what he meant. That's why I blocked you. It's it's like these people just wait to to to, to see a tweet from Jesse or uh, or, or, or myself, and they, they, they it's like they, they they don't want to see other people enjoying something that isn't WWE. Nope, they don't. That like, that is the thing. If you that's a fuck, I, that's I, a problem. I, I, I called, I, what I did was I clicked on these people before I blocked them, and all of them. All of their timelines were flooded with WWE shit. Yeah. All of it. The so whole why are you? Why, first of all, why, if if that is the case, why are you watching what I'm saying? And why are you watching Dynamite? Why? Just go watch the fucking network. Wait and for watch Friday. More WWE shit. Wait for Friday night. I, I, what the fuck yeah. do I care? I don't give a fuck what you have to say. It's ridiculous, man. Social media has been so fucking terrible this month. I don't know what has gotten into people, but. I mean, I'm not taking any of that shit. Jesse never takes any of that shit. He's hardly even fucking on there anyway. Not, but when I'm he does, really he's got to see this shit. Like, how many fucking weeks do we have to explain ourselves? We've talked about this several different fucking times. So, so I, I know you're not watching the fucking show. And oh. I know that you're just watching to click on my shit to get engagements and retweet what I have to say. So yeah, now, now you now you go blocked. So Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. Enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy Raw. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Jesse's going to continue doing what he's doing, and that's it. So. Yeah, dude, I, I, I have not watched a full WWE show in a long time. So I don't tweet about it. I don't, like, publicly just bash it and shit on it because I'm not watching. I don't – I used to watch it all the time, enough where I could confidently go on and post something and bash it because I know what's going on. Yeah. Now I don't know what's going on, so I don't say shit about it because I don't care because I don't watch it. So this was a dance contest. We thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of you guys did as well. So we actually got a wrestling match after this. We, we actually got a wrestling match after the dance contest. And um, Guevara and Garcia attacked immediately, bailed MJF and Adam Cole, yelled for a double clothesline. MJF hit the ropes. Uh, he was going back and forth. He was teasing a fucking dive. He was just going back and forth on the ropes, raised his hands in the air. Uh, he faked the dive. He opted to pose. Garcia took control. We go to commercial break. We're back from break. MJF remained isolated. They were beating him down. Obviously, he gets the hot tag to Adam Cole. Ran wild. Dropped Garcia with a series of super kicks. Missed the Panama Sunrise. Garcia opted to uh, start thrusting at Bryce Remsburg. And then he ate a super kick from Adam Cole as he did a um, move to Guevara as well. Cole and MJF signaled for the double clothesline. But Guevara ducked. Hit a double standing Spanish fly. MJF dodged a huge cutter. And tried crossroads, but Guevara avoided, and Adam Cole made a blind tag. Garcia hit a double shot block and got in the dragon slayer on Adam Cole, who got the ropes. Garcia was backdropped onto the floor, onto, Gar uh, onto Guevara, and Adam Cole told MJF to do the dive. 
So he stood in the ring. He was a little hesitant at first. And MJF actually connected with a tope through the ropes. And the crowd absolutely fucking melted. Popped. Popped at like a motherfucker for MJF doing a fucking tope through the ropes. And it looked good, too. Man. Looked really good. And, and he, he can do that shit. He just chooses not to because he doesn't need to. Back inside it's, it's, the room. it's just not a part of his gimmick. No, it's know? not a part of his gimmick at all. So he knows. So he gets it. Cole hit the Panama Sunrise on Garcia, tagged in MJF. They hit the double clothesline, and they fucking popped inside the TD guard. And one, two, three, they got the win with the double clothesline. Double and they, clothesline. They win the Eliminator Tournament here. Jericho tried to cheer up Guevara and Garcia on the ramp. Both men walked by him and didn't say anything to him at all. Meanwhile, in the ring, Cole... He grabbed the AEW World Championship, looked at it, staring at it. MJF turned around, saw Adam Cole admiring his title. MJF ripped it away, furious. He's like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? MJF was angry. Adam Cole had to explain himself. Uh, Obviously, Cooler Heads did come out on this, and FTR came out. Dax and Cash came to the ring, faced off. Wait, wait, before they came out, did you hear the crowd? Chanting for them to hug it out. Hug they, it didn't, out. they didn't want this shit. They didn't want them to break it up. Like, no, that's, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's all Tony Khan needs to hear. Hug yep, it out. So FTR's out there. Match is set for July 29th. Collision, AW Tag Team titles. Should be fucking fantastic. Very much looking forward to that. But we got a little tease there. Adam Cole, man, he's, he's eyeing that gold, man. He had that fucking gold sparkling in his eye. He wants it. He wants all, it. But right now, his in. friendship with MJF seems to be a little too... Uh, a little too bromantic here. All in. That's, that might be our main event right mm-hmm. there, man. It is. Uh, that's what I'm going for. I can't wait. Excellent stuff. That collision is going to be fucking fantastic on July 29th. Uh, multiple things could happen coming out of that match. So you and I, uh, I, mean, I, I will be live. I don't know if you'll be live, but we'll take it week by week. Uh, I'll be live for that for sure uh, on that Saturday night. Oh, uh, I don't know about that Saturday, but I'm glad I got you right now. Uh, like I said earlier, this Saturday is my twin's birthday. Yeah. And we got a huge party. I cannot be here. Today. Right, that's fine. All right. Well, all you need to do is tell me, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Renee, she was backstage with the best friends, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Nick Wayne. Paquette asked about Darby Allen and Wayne being in the Royal Rampage this Friday. Well, Statlander will be facing Marina Shafir. <sighs> Hey, man, I haven't seen her in a while, but I will stick to what I said the last time I saw her, which was she was getting better. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a while. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, man, Marina Shafir, it's not worth me watching Rampage for, man. Come on. I haven't seen her in a while. I don't know. When I saw her on Dark the last time, I'll stick to what I said. The last time I physically saw her, she did not look bad. She looked like she was getting better. Man, uh, listen, Stat needs to be doing something more with that title, man. These open challenges are fucking Absolutely. garbage. Garbage. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm very, very afraid that she is falling down the rabbit hole of once you become champion, they kind of let you just fall to the wayside. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy. He is going to be defending this international championship of his uh, next week on Dynamite. Allen said Swerve Strickland will also be in the Royal Rampage, but then asked Orange Cassidy if he'll do him a favor and give someone a shot that helped him out when he was homeless. And that guy is A.R. Fox. Cassidy said, yeah, sure, why not? I'll defend the title against A.R. Fox next week on Dynamite. Best friends tried doing an all-hands-in little salute, and uh, Allen and Wayne walked off with Paquette. 
being the only one of the group here who joined in with the best friends. So uh, we got that match. I mean, listen, Arrow Fox is talented. He's a talented fucking guy. Uh, but uh, the open challenges continues, man. You know, Orange Cassidy uh, probably start the show next week. We'll be sitting here next week with Orange Cassidy opening up Dynamite, man. You know, you know, Tony kind of loves his uh, Orange Cassidy. But um, again, did you see, did you see Renee Paquette? She said, uh, "Like you got a, a rare night off there." Or I'm sitting there like, "Yeah, but there he is, still right there, though." Yeah, he's always on the show. Always <laughs> on the show. There he is, right there. Uh, yeah. Ar Fox and Orange Cassidy. I, I mean. Uh, it, it could be worse. It should be a banger match, but uh, what does it mean at the end of the day? Uh, do you see AR Fox losing, winning the championship from Orange Cassidy? No, he's not going to win. Oh. Oh. So uh, we go to the main event. We got uh, Chompy the Shark, who is the mascot for Shark Week over here, <laughs> joining in on commentary, uh, and uh, he plugged Shark Week, which is starting this Sunday. Taz said if the shark touched him, he'd be tossing the shark off the stage. Well, that's Taz yep, for you. Yep. You know, people want to shit on that. There's a shark on here. Look, I let me tell you my thoughts on this whole Shark Week promotion thing. I'm very proud of AEW and their relationship with their network. The network yeah. has this kind of trust in them to, to promote their one of their biggest weeks and everything else. And AEW does them right because they have a large viewing audience. And every time, every shot you saw on this show tonight, you saw Shark Week, Shark Week, Shark Week. Was it annoying as as a fan? If you're a fan not interested in Shark Week, I mean, it was not intrusive. You shouldn't be offended by it. It wasn't too bad. But at the same time, that's the network showing AEW lots of trust. And that's great because we want to see AEW stay on television for a very long time. So I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yep. Yep. Golden Elite, bro. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks. This is Matt, Nick Jackson, Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi making his AEW debut against the Blackpool Combat Club. This is John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Konosuke Takeshita, and Pack Blood and Guts, which is basically war games. War, war games. games. Um, this was, in my honest opinion, before we get into the breakdown of this thing, uh, I think the best Blood and Guts match that AEW has done so far. This is one of my yes. favorite nights of the entire year. This dynamite where blood and guts takes place. Uh, this was incredibly violent. You saw shit on here that uh, AEW has not done in the four years that they've been on national television, which I always appreciate. Trying to be different, doing something new is a very difficult thing to do in any genre, whether it's pro wrestling, sports, music, you name it. It's tough to be different and do something that someone else hasn't already done. They right. did it in this match. It was violent. If you're a fan of violence, you loved it. If you don't like Moxley bleeding in the first fucking five minutes, you're not a fan of it. I don't really then give have, a shit. Then I would have to ask why you watched a show called Blood and Guts with John Moxley <laughs> in the main event. What the fuck did you I think mean, you were going to get? I mean, Moxley fucking got in there, and the first thing he does is pull out a fucking fork <laughs> Here we and go. start stabbing people with it, man. What do you expect? If Your you turn. If you don't like it, I don't know what to fucking tell you, man. Go watch something else, honestly. Go, yeah, watch, go watch a rerun yeah. of fucking uh, Big Bang Theory. I don't fucking know. Right. Wasted no time. So at one point, you know, the crowd chanted, we want tables, we want fire. I was actually kind of disheartened that we didn't get fire, but I mean, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's better we didn't get fire, but I'm a sick fuck, so it is what it is. We got glass. We got thumbtacks. We got a bed of nails. We got blood. We got forks. We got just fucking chaos everywhere. Chains, tables, you name it. It was fucking beautiful violence. Multiple yes. stories came out of this match, uh, and this, at the end of it, hopefully ends the 
Blackpool Combat Club, any elite feud once and for all. But now we can move on to uh, greener pastures here. Omega and Castagnoli, Jesse, started this thing off, and it was Castagnoli getting the upper hand, and the Blackpool Combat Club won the coin toss, so they would get the advantage up until the very end here. Omega hit a crossbody off the top, launched Castagnoli into the second ring. There was a chant of, use the other ring, or, you know, move to the other yeah. ring. Yeah, They didn't really wrestle in the other ring all night. Normally, when Triple H did uh, war games for NXT, they wrestled. I don't know if you remember this, Jesse. When they did war games, one match... Uh, on the undercard would take place in, in the first ring, and then the second wow. match would go to the other ring. So they flip flop back and forth. They didn't do that here. So the crowd, yeah. the crowd on that side had a very difficult time, you know, keeping an yeah. eye on what was going on. So they chanted, "Use the other ring, use the other use ring." The and other Ome- ring. Omega, yeah. he was quick. He jumped over there with Claudio and went into the other ring. Awesome. I, I, I love they had the leeway. You know, a match like this, you really can't go into it and just freestyle it. You gotta, you gotta kind of know what you're gonna do. But at the same time, Kenny, and they still had time to give the crowd what they wanted. I don't even know if the table spot was planned because the crowd started chanting for table to say, fuck it, let's do a table spot. Who wants to do a table? Do uh, it. I, I would love to know how much of this match is planned out and how much of it is just fucking off the cuff, you know? Because if, so if the fans want tables and, and there's no table spot, someone's bringing in a fucking table. Bring in a table. Then they go, we want fire. I can see TK in the mic. We're not getting any fucking yeah. fire. No to the fire. <laughs> That no. wasn't that wasn't approved backstage. I didn't approve that. No, it's on the list. No. no. <laughs> yeah. So Omega, Omega in the other ring with Castagnoli, and they're going at it. Pack comes out, gives the Blackpool Combat Club a two-on-one advantage. This guy walked out with the meanest fucking face you'd see. Uh, he was in there to fucking do business. So he's in there. Pack and Castagnoli had a brief face-off before facing Omega, and we go to commercial break. For there was a lot of commercial breaks in this thing. Uh, but there was a lot of picture of pictures. Spaced. Yeah, they were well spaced. Uh, had, uh, Adam Hangman Page joined this, so now it's two on two. So we come back from commercial break. He's in there. Crowd is uh, just fucking blistering on fire here. Uh, not legitimately, but uh, they are hot. Page caught Pack with a crossbody, hit a fallaway slam. He wiped out Castagnoli with a springboard clothesline, moonsault off the top. Page and Omega, you know, obviously one of the greatest, if not the greatest, AEW Tag Team Champions of all time. Uh, they're in there doing their teamwork, and they hit double-team pop-up Germans on pack. Castagnoli was able to dropkick Omega against the cage repeatedly. He gained control, and in comes John Moxley. This is where the fucking fun really began. Moxley enters the yeah. arena. He walks in like a fucking boss man. Page was waiting for Moxley, jumped in with a screwdriver and stabbed Page and, and Omega repeatedly in, in the fucking forehead with it. Uh, he, work. He, he bit the fingers of Omega. Crowd was chanting, you sick fuck, you sick you fuck. sick fuck. Moxley handed Castagnoli a fork before oh grabbing a bucket from underneath the ring, and he dumped out of the bucket broken shards of glass. Not a lot, but enough to do damage. So now, I'm, sure, I'm sure that was worked glass. Yeah. I'm p- positive, but I'm very happy about it because it did not, I mean... If that was real glass, we would have saw a ton of a lot more blood on their backs. Yeah. So let's start with that. So it wasn't real listen, glass. Listen, man, it's listen, whatever it, whatever they do to take the 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 safety of the the, yes. the roster in their hands, man, as long as I get the visual of it, I'm good. I was I was just gonna say that. I'm I'm glad that they, they took the steps to try to limit the damage that this match was gonna do to their stars. And I think they did it. Um but James, the shrimp fajitas guy in the chat, it, he he said, he said, and it was the same for me. Like, soon as Mox came out, 
it felt like the temperature in yeah. the arena shifted. Like, yeah. holy fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. the crowd was like, oh, this is not going to be fucking good. <laughs> this is this is where he thrives, man. Seriously, this is where he thrives. Oh. And, and, and back to your, your your previous point about the glass. We're, we're, we're in 2023, man. I, I don't think there's anything that uh, any anybody could do, you know, where we can look at it and say, oh, we can't do it. There, there's ways around literally everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're living in, you know, the, the the most modern of times. Like, if you yeah. want to do something, I'm sure you could do it. And there are ways to prevent any real injury. So if you can Serious do it and get damage, away with it, yeah. do it. I mean, it just makes the show better. So if it's yeah. fucking, you know, crystallized glass or sugar glass or whatever the fuck they call it, you know, the, the, the gimmick yeah. glass, do it. I, I love it. As long good. as I get yeah. the visual of it. I don't give a fuck. As long as it looks good. This is, this is not Terry Funk and Mick Foley in Japan in the 90s. You no. Know? No, you know, this is not. Uh, this that. is not fucking barbed wire where Sabu and fucking Terry Funk are having a fucking barbed wire match in Japan, and yeah. they're getting their flesh torn to shreds. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's ways around that now. There really is. Exactly. So they, I, I thought visually, and and this and this is this is a great comment to make for AEW because when they fucked up shit visually, we've been sitting right here shitting on it. Yep. You know those spots through with the like the with the big fluffed up and then like the exploding barbed wire failure. We're here to call out bullshit spots, but this time. It was done right, and, yeah. and it was done safely, so happy. So before anything could happen here with the glass, Nick Jackson ran out, and he had a drop kick. He was the next one for uh, the Elite. Uh, drop kick on Moxley, landing on the glass. Thankfully, oh. Moxley had a jacket on to absorb a lot of the glass, but, uh, you know, uh, the glass did come into play a little bit later on as well, several times. Nick ran wild, sending Claudio and Pac almost colliding, and a brief argument before Nick laid them out. Uh, so Claudio and Pac, the ongoing story is that they could not get on the same page, which we will get to a little bit later. Nick hit a double springboard hurricanrana, dropped Claudio onto the glass. Moxley hit a suplex on Nick. Stomp, he, then Moxley takes a handful of glass. Nick is on his back, laying on the glass. Moxley takes a handful of glass in his hand, puts it on Nick's chest, and stomps on his chest, shredding the glass through Nick Jackson's chest. This is <gasps> Moxley's a sick fuck, bro. Moxley's a God. sick fuck. Fuck is wrong with this guy? I love every bit of it. Oh, so good. So so we got that, and Wheeler Yuta was out next. He ran to the ring with a steel chair. Uh, Picture-in-picture commercial break. We're back from the break. Yuta dropped Nick with a brain buster onto the setup chair that he brought into the ring. Omega tried to springboard on Moxley, who shoved Omega back first into the cage. Omega found himself trapped between the cage and the ring, which uh, will come into play a little bit later. Uh, there's one thing that I would love for AEW to change moving forward with the Blood and Guts matches, and it, it happened to Nick Jackson in the middle of the ring tonight, so I'll, I'll mention that a little bit later. Omega tried for a springboard on Moxley, shoved Omega back first into the cage. Uh, so Matt Jackson comes in after Willow Yuta. He's the next one for the Elite. He dropped Pack with a face buster and Yuta with a DDT onto the chair. Uh, Moxley was bleeding. Now I could no. be I, I could I could I could be wrong here. I think he was officially the first one to bleed in this match. Am I am uh, I wrong on that? I, I, he was the he was the first one with crimson. There was yeah. spots here and there, but yeah. he was the first one that just got buck nutty with it. Yeah. So Moxley was bleeding. Uh, Young Bucks hit risky business. Omega comes out from underneath the ring as Moxley mounted a comeback. Claudio is helping Moxley uh, on the Bucks. Suplexes, uppercuts. Yuta's in there. Uh, was, you know, he was driven face first into the glass by Omega. And Konosuke Takeshita is the final guy to come out for the Blackpool Combat Club. Don Callis then joined on commentary. Takeshita took a steel chair. He came out with a steel chair too, by the way. 
yep. and cracked Page with a still chair. And then he hit the Bucks with dueling suplexes before turning his attention to Omega, where he delivered a lariat on Omega, turning him inside out. Moxley all of a sudden goes underneath the ring and, and brings out a bed of fucking nails. What the Dude, fuck? this was horrific looking. Taz even said this looked straight out of a fucking horror movie. Like, where oh, do you God. get a bed of nails? Like, who who went to Tony? I'd love to know who went to Tony Khan. Yo, TK, listen, I got this idea. I got, I want yeah. a bed of nails underneath the ring in Blood and Guts. No. What do you say? No, it came it came after the meeting about the memo. Yeah. After after he got done going through this whole spiel about the 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 what can and can't be done and how it has to be done, he said, "Okay, are there any questions? I can see Mox right now." Yeah. I want to use a bed of fucking nails. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and, then, and, and then and then Tony Khan's like, "Well, I'll take it into consideration, John, but you know, we we got this list of rules and regulations that have to be approved by. I want a bed of nails. I want a bed of nails. They don't really go into effect until the new TV rights deal is negotiated and, and, and is finalized. So maybe, maybe we can do the bed of nails tonight. I want the fucking nails. Unbelievable. Bed of fucking nails in there. People uh, were going crazy for the bed of nails. Omega blocked the first shot on the nails. I'm like, someone's going on this shit immediately. Moxley hit a shotgun dropkick, sending Omega back first into the nails. And then he body slams him oh, on God. the bed of nail. Omega is Ugh. a fucking sick son of... Bro, you know, we talk about John Moxley being a sick son of a bitch, man. Kenny Omega is just on par with John Moxley being a sick son of a bitch, really. Dude, I, I'll tell you what, man. If TK has got a lot of fucking balls because I don't know if I want to approve my top guy being slammed on a bed of fucking nails. I don't, now, I don't, man, I don't know, man. I, now, listen, we, we know the glass was gimmicked, right? I, I, I wonder how the nails are gimmicked. I, 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 listen, I know it's like a magician. You don't want to, the magician doesn't want to yeah. give away his fucking secrets, but I, I'm yeah. genuinely curious how they gimmick nails, bro, like that. It looked great. I'm sure they gimmicked, gimmicked it to an extent, but it still showed some punctures when they got done with the yeah. spots. So yeah. it, may, it must not have been overly gimmicked because it did show some spots on their backs. Uh, Moxley smiled at his work, by the way, uh, if you're uh, wondering what Moxley thought. You know, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Kota Ibushi's music hit. He was the final guy to come out here. Obviously, big-time reaction, got the big-time moment. Yuta sprinted up the ramp, so he exited the cage. Uh, I don't know why it wasn't padlocked. I, I guess because all those guys weren't in there first. Uh, they were they all, they, they, No, they, they opened it for Ibushi to get in. Uh, and then they padlocked it. Once right. all of them so, were in there, they so padlocked. You, so you you asked how you to get out. Yeah, right? I was one. I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. I, I don't know why I was thinking that, but uh, yeah, it wasn't padlocked yet. So Yuta just basically let himself out. Well, yeah, yeah. So they, it was locked. It was locked, but they unlocked it to let Ibushi yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then when they unlocked it, that's when Yuta came out. Yeah, and then when they yeah. were all in the ring, then they padlocked it. And they padlocked it back yeah. up. Yeah. So he sprinted up the ramp. He was laid out. Ibushi fucking laid him out. Uh, then Ibushi laid out Claudio, Pac, and Takeshita as Ibushi stared down Moxley, who stomped down on Omega's hand onto the nails. My oh, God. He was on it, man. He flipped Ibushi off, did Moxley. Come here, uh, bitch. You want me? Yeah, fuck uh, you, motherfucker. So Moxley was basically giving Ibushi the finger. What do you think Ibushi did? Back away? Uh, he <laughs> went right over to the other ring, and they fucking brawled. They exchanged strikes. Pac... And Claudio ate double Pele kicks before Moxley was dropped onto the nails by Ibushi. Then he did a standing moonsault onto Moxley on the nails. So Ibushi's a sick fuck, too. Jesus, man. Ibushi cl uh, clutched his wrist and his fucking his chest, obviously, with the, with the nail spot. So the Golden Lovers here were going to do the BTE trigger on Takeshita. 
But Pack and Claudio made the save. Nick was pressed over Claudio's head and launched into the cage before we go to a commercial break towards the end of this thing. It's about 10 minutes. This is where I want to stop for a second and, and tell everybody, if there's anybody from AEW watching, what we need to do for the next Blood and Guts, Jesse. And I know, I know you saw this, too, because when Nick got launched into the cage, there's a little, there's a little opening between the cage and the fucking apron. And the yes, cage is not really completely covering the ring. Nick went into the cage and slipped down into that little slit that's in between the cage and the ring, bro. Serious, yeah. and I mean fucking serious injury, is going to happen one of these times if AEW does not take care of that, man. Because that looked like, I legit thought Nick was injured. They have to yeah. fix that for next year, seriously. That that need, that well, cage needs to be flush with the ring apron. Well, that they leave it that way because they need access to get their props from under the ring. Otherwise, how are they going to get all of their stuff into the ring? But now I bring them in from the back. I do. I do agree. Um, but maybe just don't do a spot like that where they can fall between yeah. that cage and the ring apron because that that is a little sus. Yeah, and that's a that's a little messed up. But um, yeah, but that but they have to get their they have to get their toys in there somehow. I mean, everybody can't bring it all with them, and it, it kind of takes away from a surprise. And that bed of nails, what are you gonna do? Walk it down the ramp? Bring it out on a fucking uh, on one of them uh, carts that that Home Depot usually has something I don't know. Yeah, but I do know what you mean. That that is a that is a not a spot um, that looks pretty uh, safe. Um, I will say the top of the cage structure looked pretty solid. Though. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job with that. Yeah, so that I will. It, it didn't it didn't look like Foley and the Undertaker walking along the cage up there. Fucking you pins know? and fucking shit popping off when they're walking up and walking yeah. up there. Two three hundred oh. pound guys, man, cages collapsing right underneath them. And as so, soon as I saw you to on that cage, I thought right back to when you asked me. I said, like, here we go. You just on top of the fucking we cage. We knew it. We said it last week, and that's exactly <laughs> where we're going next. Yuta and Matt Jackson were brawling on the stage, and then they decided to climb oh. up on top of the cage. Matt did his rolling northern light suplexes up on the uh, blood and guts cage, and then he points over the edge like oh. he was going to throw Yuta off the edge. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> There's one guy that's going off the top. It's Willie Yuta. But uh, you'd have countered and hit a DDT on Matt Jackson on top. So that was nice. Love the action on top. Uh, you'd uh, obviously climb down. And Pack and Castagnoli were about to do double pile drivers on Paige and Nick in the ring when Matt, all of a sudden, he's up there still. Because you'd have left. Matt you'd is up there. The fuck out of here. He, he got, he got a, a sack, did Matt Jackson. All of a sudden, he takes out whatever is in the sack, which is thumbtacks. He starts raining thumbtacks through the fucking holes of the cage while he's standing on top of the cage. They land underneath the feet of Paige and Nick, who then back body drop Claudio and Pack on top of the thumbtacks, bro. What a fucking spot, man. That is so great. The first thing I said was when Yuta climbed down, I was like, oh, man, the crowd's going to get pissed that they didn't get any kind of spot from the top, man. That's, that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. Don't go up there if you're not going to give us anything. But how that's many my, times How many times can people go up there, Jesse, and we see the same shit over and over again? Like somebody will fall off, go through a table. There'll be fucking crash pads. It looks fucking lame. At least they 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 did something that i never seen done before. Matt Jackson's up yeah. there throwing dumb thumbtacks through the cage, and they're landing yeah. right underneath his, his partner's feet, and they take advantage of it. That is very creative. Yeah, I think that I think that I was just getting ready to say. I, I think that's a very good consolation to to no one going off the cage. My whole rule of thumb is: you have a cage match, stay your ass in the fucking cage. Yeah. Now, if you're gonna get on top of the cage, someone needs to go off that motherfucker, man. Yeah. It, it just needs to happen, and it didn't. I was thinking that this is not good when I saw you to get down. 
those thumbtacks came out, like, okay, there was a purpose to go up, and that's something we haven't seen before. Okay, and everyone is safe that way. All right, cool. With it. Yeah, this was uh, this was really creative there by Matt Jackson. All 10 guys are finally in the ring. The elite hit You Can't Escape, standing shooting star, top rope elbow, 450 splash combo on pack. We go into the final commercial break of the Blood and Guts match. Bucks and Paige hit uh, a tombstone and dead eye combo. And Nick is setting up a table. Right now, the table is teetering between the rings. So we got the table laid across the ropes of both rings. So the, the crowd got their tables. So we got four suplexes in, in succession here, one off of each turnbuckle. And Pac is on the middle parishion that is in between the cages. And he's standing there. He climbs up like a, a fucking spider monkey. And oh. somebody's laying out on the table. Who, who was laid out on the tables? I, I think it might have been... Uh, I'll pull it up. Let's see. Who, uh, who was here? Uh, I'll pull it up. Pac held on to the top of the cage. And he went through... I, I don't know who it was. I did not write it down. I'll um, pull it up right now. I'm pulling it up. Either way, whoever was laying on the table, he, he, he did a, a fucking leaping dive off the cage, double stomp through the fucking table. And uh, it was a great-looking moment. Uh, it might have been Nick Jackson. I think it was Nick Jackson. The chat says it was Nick Jackson. Um, okay, here we go. Here it is. Yeah, it was Nick Jackson. It was Nick Jackson. Yep. Yeah, It was Nick. Yep. Uh, back of John Moxley was shown, and it was just him bleeding. And each team now in the ring, they're in each ring. We got Blackpool Combat Club in one ring, the Elite in the other. And we get the big 10-man brawl. The big 10-man brawl here to uh, signify that Blood and Guts is now official, and it's coming to an end. So everyone took turns hitting home run shots here with Pac being planted with a snapdragon onto the glass, which looked fucking ridiculous. Omega tried for a one-winged angel. Pac counted it, hit the brutalizer. Blackpool Combat Club had four submissions applied while Matt ate a huge giant swing from Claudio. Then he transitioned into the sharpshooter. So Ibushi broke free. He busted up all the submissions. And Omega ate corner splashes. And we got miscommunication here between Claudio and Pac. This has been a thing throughout the match. They were not on the same page throughout the entire match. And this finally came to a head here. So we got miscommunication between these two who had to be separated by Willie Yuta, Takeshita, and John Moxley. So Pac said, fuck this shit. He flipped off everybody, flipped off Claudio, and ended up going underneath the ring, got himself some bolt cutters, cut the fucking uh, lock from the cage, and walked out. So I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's like... I'm, I'm done with this shit. I'm not a part of this fucking club. I don't give a fuck. And he walked out. So he said, whatever. He's a bastard. I, I, I'm not surprised. Why does everyone Why does everyone hate Claudio? I don't know. Who Eddie hates Kingston Claudio? don't like Claudio? I, I, I don't know. So we'll get back to that in a second. So he leaves the match. And after he left the match... Claudio's standing there. What the fuck's going on here? Omega fired up with some Snapdragons. Paige hit a buckshot on Claudio, took him out. Then he hits a buckshot on Yuta with Omega doing a jumping knee strike at the same time. Amoxley was handcuffed by the Elite because he was the only one, you know, basically squirming around there. So they handcuffed him to the ropes so he couldn't go nowhere. Callus, who was on commentary, gets up, all of a sudden goes to the ring and pulls Konosuke Takeshita out of the match. He walks away with Takeshita, so we we now have Claudio, Yuta, and Moxley, the only members of the Blackpool Combat Club here in the ring as Takeshita and Pac are now out of the match. So, I think that answers our question about um, Callis and 
Kanosuke in uh, BCC, though. They're not. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's not leading the BCC. Uh, Takesh is not a part of the Blackwood Combat Club. And uh, Don Callis has a separate family from what's going on with the BCC. So yep. Yuta, meanwhile, he was busted uh, with uh, a thumbtack. Uh, and he had uh, been face first in a thumbtack shoe from the Young Bucks. Oh. He passed out because the Young Bucks then took a fucking giant chain, started choking him out. He was passed out. He didn't tap out. Now, I think this is what I this is what I heard, Jesse. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, John Moxley was the one who basically tapped out for Wheel of Uta because I mean they, they couldn't do anything. I mean I mean if, if the bell didn't ring, Uta would have been fucking killed in there. So Moxley ended the match for the Blackpool Combat Club because there's nothing more that they can do here. I, I thought the referee stopped the match. But what, what happened at the end? Did Moxley tap out for Uta, or did the referee just stop the match because Uta was basically being choked out? I'm looking right now, but I I thought they I thought they just stopped it because they say it can only end by pinfall or submission, yeah. and passing out is counted as submission. I'm I'm looking at it. I did not see Moxley do anything. Well, no. I thought I heard Excalibur say that Moxley uh, tapped out for uh, or, or gave up for Wheelie Uta. Let me listen to the audio because choking. Hold on. For somebody in the chat, maybe maybe I misheard Excalibur. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, Moxley, so, Moxley called the quits, says Drew. Drew Gilmore in the chat. Moxley called the quits. Moxley submitted the, to the ref for Willie Uta. There you go. Okay. I didn't see him do it. He must have did it verbally. Yeah. Yeah, Excalibur definitely said something. Okay. All right. Maybe he did. Okay. Yeah. You, you could tell uh, Tempest says you could see Moxley telling the ref, call the quits. Okay. All right. There you go. At the, end, at the end, I like, I love that. I, I love that Wheeler. There's nothing, there's nothing for Wheeler Yuta to do. And Moxley was like, "Fuck this shit, man. It's yeah, over. Let's beat the shit out of Wheeler let's, Yuta. let's end it." <laughs> you know, we we all know Yuta was gonna be the fucking fall guy here. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> but uh, my, my God, man, what a fucking war! This was great. This was yes. one of the best dynamites ever. This was one of the. This was the best blood and guts match ever. And this, to me, was the most one of the most complete, if not the most complete, AEW dynamite shows that we've gotten. This is the type of shit that we should see weekly, man. This is what yes. this is what brought AEW to its popularity. This. If they follow this, this formula, this vibe, this fucking, this guttural feel. I, I love everything about this show, man. This is the vibe that they need to take Dynamite moving forward, man. Perfect show. Yes, and here's the thing that I'm sure a lot of people did not pick up on that was present in this match. You had the entertainment value of the match. You had the story that came together for the match. But just like a Royal Rumble, there were branches full of other stories developing and happening, happening and ready to carry on after the match. We got Pac and Claudio having issues. Uh, we got Ibusha, uh, uh, Cody Ibushi coming in. He's not going to be involved into the mix of what's going on around here. Um, Yuta tapping out or being tapped out for, I'm sure that's going to come into play. We have all kinds of different things that's playing out, uh, Pack walking out. This stuff is going to bring out more stories going forward. So it wasn't just, here's the match, here's the winner, it's over, see you later. Lots of moving parts in this match, and this can, it, the storyline continues. I love it. Yeah, and Ring of Honor has a pay-per-view on Friday night. Claudio did not have an opponent lined up for him, and I guess now with Pac walking out and this little miscommunication, now we know who Pac's opponent, or Claudio rather, is uh, going to be defending that title against. It will be Pac. On Friday night, which in itself should be a fucking fantastic battle. Uh, I won't be watching it, unfortunately. I'll watch it at some point this weekend. But 
Um, that is uh, Ring of Honor's main event there, Pac versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And Takeshita, I don't know what happen, happens with Takeshita. I, I hope at some point we still get Takeshita versus Omega. That's clearly where it's leading. Callus is going to send uh, Takeshita after Omega. One-on-one match with them I'm looking forward to. That may that may actually be what happens at All Out. We, we don't know. We're all in, one or the other. Yeah, so it looks like Callus is, you know, making a little super crew. He's got Takeshita, and he's trying to recruit Jericho now. Yeah. And who else does he have in mind? Where do they go? Where do they go? What's it gonna be called? Um, a lot of moving parts with that as well. I mean, it, it. I love seeing things happening and not knowing exactly what's going to happen. It leaves me interested. I want like, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna fucking happen next? What do you yeah. mean? Is he gonna? Is, Jer- is Jericho gonna join? Is Callis forming a super crew? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I love it. Excellent show tonight. I appreciate you guys being here, man. Uh, it was a blast tonight. When, when shows like this happen, the energy is just different, and this is the type of show that I like having on Wednesday night. Monday night, I wish I could have this energy. Friday night, I wish I could have this energy. It's just not the same, man. But anyway. Um, Britt Baker is on Twitter talking about how she can't wait to win a blood and guts match herself, she says. Um, and, and... and Diana Perrazzo chimed in and replied that she would want to be a part of that as well. Listen, uh, I don't know what the plans were, but it definitely, definitely felt, before we even got Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite in Blood and Guts, it definitely felt like the ladies, the AEW OGs versus the Outcasts was leading towards the Blood and Guts. Yeah, I Mark so. my words, I, I swear to God, I know that's where it was going. Yeah, it's probably coming, but then yet, you know, Injuries, this, that, yep. stuff that it can't put Britt Baker in a in a cage right now. No. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up. Continue to please hit that thumbs up, man. We got 807 likes. We got 2,200 people still in here. Can we get the rest of those 200 likes for a thousand likes? Super chats are open. We already have a few $100 bombs, man. Five in total, to be exact. Get them on in. Let's party. Open up those cold beverages. It's last call. Memberships are open as well. Go check me out on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Go follow Jesse as well, Shytown Smark. Go follow his YouTube channel, same at Shytown Smark. And go check out all the other videos on the channel right here. Live streams, extras. I'll have more news tomorrow. We're going to do it for the rest of the week, guys. Michael Jones. Starting off with a $5 super chat. The outspoken JD from NY can. I get a Cody. Whoa! Whoa! I gotta get that. I gotta get it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Whoa! I'm getting have, it. I'm not being rude. Have you, yeah, me too. Uh, have you got a day for the meet and greet in London? We'll see you there. Uh, Michael Jones, it will be taking place on that Saturday night. Saturday. Uh, I, I am, yeah, I am uh, in the process of choosing a place. I will let you guys know as soon as I nail down a place, man. I'm looking at a few places right now. I want it to be right, okay? So uh, uh, you will know that eventually. Um, we got another, uh, I would say, a little bit more than a, five weeks? Five weeks. We'll figure Wait it out. I have an idea for a place, some place you might not be thinking about. We'll talk about it off there. All right. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat watching Hook. He is way superior than Dominic. In the ring, he is, yes. As a character, I, as a character, no, but in the ring, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair to compare the two right now. I mean, I no. know they're, they're both young and they're going to be studs in the future for the respective companies. But they are both, 
both severely underdeveloped and they are both learning and they are both coming along really fast yeah. so it's kind of hard to tell right now I th if I had to call it I think they're both doing very well I know Dominic is getting a little cringe with the forced booze yeah but all in all the guy is over I think he's doing he, he is a fantastic Ray could not be any fucking happy yeah. for his son right now yeah putting him in judgment day was a fucking brilliant call by Triple H yes uh, Isato Fortune with 13 months in the OTS venue. Awesome Blood and Guts will be getting a stream at SummerSlam weekend with the Four Horsemen of the IWC. Or will we be getting a, a SummerSlam weekend stream with the Four Horsemen of the IWC like we did at WrestleMania? Keep on rocking, JD. Uh, I got to ask Ango, and I got to see what BC's doing, bro. But um, I, 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 I had thought about it for sure. But uh, we will uh, we will see. What happens there? I'd have to map out topics for what we got to talk about, but maybe. We'll see. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Great main event set up for Blackpool Combat Club versus Pac and Takeshita. Possibly. Possibly. I'm looking for Keshta to, for Takeshita and Omega. Just give me that. Is Pac going to join Callis? That's a possibility. Or is he going to stay solo? Either way. Either way, he's a bastard. Yeah. Everybody want to stay solo. Lord J. Coy with a Super Chat. Looks like they had to get a lot approved tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> I know, right? Tony Kyle's like, wait, one at a fucking time. Jesus wait, Christ. Moxley wants what? You that, fucking that whole fucking me? match needed to be approved by management. <laughs> oh, shit. The J. Caleb Show with 10 months. Thank you, brother. Pack being pack and leaving. Liked it. Don pulling to Keshta. Loved it. Devoted with 12 months. OTS for life. What an incredible night. Beautiful pro wrestling violence. Let's freaking go. Yes, devoted. Love it. Susan D'Ambrosio with 21 months. AJD and Jesse Blood and Guts was awesome. I could use some prayers. I'm getting a colonoscopy tomorrow at noon. I'm hoping everything goes well. Thoughts and prayers, well, the Susan? The procedure won't be a problem for you. Unfortunately, I had to have one before. Um, now, what they're looking for and what they find, uh, I pray for you. I hope everything works out for you. Tony Brown with a 499. He asks, did anyone bleed? <laughs> yes, Tony. Yes. A little bit. Phil with a 999. Got to experience Blood and Guts live, and I have to say, that was money well spent. One of the best atmospheres I've been a part of. Great stuff. I'll watch the review when I'm home. What a night. Print Hold that ticket stub out. Print it out. Yeah, frame it. that shit, Phil. I know I would. Yeah. Lunar Guardian with 11 months. 11 months with the best in the IWC. Thank you for all that you do, JD. Thank you, Lunar. Colby Duran with a 499. Hey, JD, give Jesse this super chat as a tip for the tacos. Also, imagine Golden Lovers versus FTR. OTS for life. P.P.S. Don't forget the. Oh, the fucking hobbits. Uh, thank you, Colby. Uh, Edward Lou. My guy Edward, what's going on, brother? 999 Hook has gotten clearly better working with mostly mid-carders, but Dirty Dom is still trash working opposite main event talent. E-Drones, this is the truth. Admit it. Awesome as always, JD and Jesse. Listen, man, Dominic has got a great thing going with Judgment Day. He's doing, he he's doing fantastic. I, I, he, makes a, he makes a solid point there. Dominic has had the best of the best to work against yeah. in the ring. He's, he started his career off working against Seth fucking Rollins, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, so he's won a, the tag team titles with his fucking father as his tag team partner. I mean, he's right. he's had everything. Yeah, he's in, but he's in good hands. Is he? Did, did he have a little bit more of a head start than Hook? Probably because he's worked with top top tier world talent in the ring. Is is he now, where is is he where he needs to be? No, the match with no. Wesley was very very bad. Uh, I, I, Jesse didn't see it. I didn't see it, it, it. It was not good. You know, it was basically a match and the ending, and then him winning the title. I mean, it was a, a very bad look uh, for Wesley. With that, that sucks. You know, when I heard that, but at the same time, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna fault uh, Dominic or anything like that, man. He'll he'll be fine. These, these things are supposed to happen when you're this early in the business. It's yeah. okay, you know. He'll be fine. But it's not a good look to be losing and looking uh, to, to to have a title match and look that bad like that. It's not a good thing. Edward, thank you, brother. Uh, I'm already dead with the $100 super chat. Thank you again, brother. Uh, that was uh, multiple 100s from I'm already dead, I believe. Yes, he had two 100s. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Evil Genius, I will uh, talk to you on Friday, brother. Uh, thank you for uh, the eight months. Uh, Beyond the script with 499. Thought you might laugh. Ryback blocked me three times in one week and even followed me. He doesn't like who I talk to. He cries too much. Uh, fuck him. Why is, he, why is he unblocking you? How can he why block did, you? Why did, why did he block you? Why did he? Uh, why did he block you only to unblock you? Unblock, yeah. And what, follow what you and then block you. I mean, I mean, it's got, the guy's got a mental issue for sure. Jeez. Uh, Nick Williams with the 100. Thank you again, brother. Appreciate you being here, brother. As always, A.W. Mark, 19 months. This was an amazing show. TK, give us MJF. Cole, title run, blood and guts, needs to be its own pay-per-view. And to catch the leaving, is that a surrender? Uh, it really, I guess it could be looked at as a surrender for sure. I mean. The match ends in pinfall or submission. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, if they do go to 12 pay-per-views, one, one, one a month, um, Blood and Guts should be its own pay-per-view for sure. I can see that, but I, I did think about that. And I think the, the at the core of Blood and Guts, why, why do we have Blood and Guts? Because Vince McMahon says that the advertisers over there at, at Warner won't like that Blood and Guts shit. So he put it on pay-per-view, then it's not on network TV anymore. Yeah, I think that was the whole premise of it. Hey, we're going to do blood and guts, just like you say, and put it on network fucking TV, and our network supports us. I don't know how the network partners are going to like that, pal. That blood and guts, pal. Love it. I I I mean, I'm expecting this to be their highest rated show of the year. I could be wrong. I don't know how ratings compare to what the action is in the ring, but from the action that I saw, I think it should be the highest rated show of the year. And if it is... I don't think this shit's going to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, A.W. Mark, thank you, brother. Dwayne Jackson, thank you for your 100 again, brother. I really appreciate you being here. I'm already dead with another 100. Thank you, man. Uh, average skilled gamer with 11 months. What a great show tonight. That dance-off, though. Ha, ha, ha. I never laughed so hard in my life. OTS for life. Thank you, average. Yes. Loved it. It broke up the monotony, man. I, I, I like that type of shit. You don't see it all the time. It hit. Dwayne Jackson, thank you for the 100 again, brother. Always. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, what is up, man? $5 Super Chat was at the show tonight live and the arena pop for MJF and Adam Cole at Kowloon's. Famous in Massachusetts and best Chinese food you'll ever have. And listen, man, it looks oh, like a place yeah. I'll go. Next time I'm there, I'm going to have to look it up. And Guardian swears back. Guardian of Chaos says it's fire. Then I'm, hey, I'm listen, sure it is. Next time I'm there, I'm going. 
Paul Van Tassel with a 31 months. Love to see it, Paul. I think the reason why Nick Aldis as a producer is because of Bruce Pritchard as he has bad blood with Nick Aldis during their days while in Impact Wrestling. Well, fuck Bruce Pritchard. So why Who's more valuable to the company, in? Nick Aldis or Bruce Pritchard? Bruce Pritchard has no value to the company. He's a fucking puppet. So why, so, so why would you want to bring in a guy to work with management, a guy that has a problem with one of the upper guys in management? What, what's, what's the purpose here? He's Don't trying know. to bury the guy right away. Don't know. What's he going to do? Come in and then give favors towards him and not Bruce? Bruce is going to have him fucking washed out of the system in, in, a, in, a, in a year. Uh, is this the guy you have a problem with, Bruce? Jeez, That's man. not good shit, pal. What the fuck, man? Gavin Deeth with $5. MJF, new heel. Take is a piss take of face Hulk Hogan. It's genius. Yeah, I could see a lot of Hulk uh, Hulkamania-isms here, for sure. Repeat that? And, and what? No. This is what he says word for it. I think he misspoke here. MJF, new heel take is a piss take... Of face Hulk Hogan is genius. Oh, okay. His 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 MJF's uh his new face stick is a ripoff of Hulk, Hulk of Hogan's real baby face. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I see that. All right. Jared Howard with a two dollar super chat. JD, you like Carolina Carolina ghost peppers? No. Oh god. No. I never had one in my entire life and I probably will not have one. I do not like peppers, period. Oh, I'm not a pepper guy. I like heat. I don't like just raw fucking heat. Man. And then he goes another two dollar super chat. He says, "Or oh, try the Carolina Ghost Reaper pepper. Four times as hot. No thanks. Even bro. worse. Come on now. Jeez. Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. AEW is ninety percent pro wrestling, ten percent sports entertainment. I can see that. Yeah. Maybe less than that. Maybe ninety five five. I, 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 I would go ahead and say yeah, ninety ten. Yeah. And then for WWE, 1090. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> Justin with a 499. I love being a Bostonian. I enjoyed watching Dynamite tonight on TV at the TD Garden. Crowd sounded electric. Calling MJF our gold. Great show. Thank you, Justin. You people are fucking crazy, Justin. We want fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Jabril Mohammed with a 199. MJF already has a better tope than Seth Rollins. Yes, he does. And John Moxley. Don't rag on Seth in the ring, man. Seth is cringe. Seth is annoying. But Seth is a five-star fucking wrestler. Clear the air with E with a $50 super chat. Best podcast in the wrestling tube. Thank you, brother. Cody Bushi turns on Omega. Omega versus Bushi at all in. If not the match, everyone wants. Elite versus CMFTR. Get those thumbs up. Bro, I'm... uh, I'm not going to go into all in, all out with uh, Punk, FTR versus the Elite. I'm just going to book everything else that could happen and not that. Because if we start setting ourselves up that that, that is going to happen, we're going to be disappointed. So now at, now, at, so now, if we're going to get Punk to interact with MJF on Collision, now we're going to get Punk and MJF at all in or MJF and Cole at all in? I don't know. I think we get MJF Cole and then we get MJF Punk. Yeah, maybe at all out right away. Yeah, yeah. In Chicago, and yeah. yep, you know what? Yep, yep, yep. In Chicago, that's what it looks. Yep. Like, that's what it's looking like. Uh, Trevor Spinelli with a nine nine nine. What is up, my brother? Phenomenal dynamite tonight. Review from you two. Yes, including you, Jesse, my favorite CM Punk hater. Winky eye. 
Much love, as always. By the way, sent the cameo request my dad on Monday. I got you, brother. I got it. Let me see. Uh, let me check that now, actually. I hope I have. I think I have you and one other. I think I have you and one other. I got to get it done. We got. Uh, is, the other one, is the other one Joey Janela? No. I got one from you, and I got one from my guy, Cam G. Oh, boy. I got the two cameos, man. Nice. Thank you, guys. I'll, so I'll get what, that. It wasn't Joey Janelle. No. I'll get was that. Was it Denise? No. Was that? No. Okay. It's wondering. All right. No. Yeah, she uh, she interviewed Cody. Did she? The, yeah, wow! she, she, she She interviewed uh, She interviewed Cody. <laughs> I am not making fun of Denise. <laughs> I am not making fun of Denise. Dude, wow! I can't. Dude, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's a beautiful soul. I cannot listen to, to that woman for more than fucking 30 seconds, man. I shut I shut the interview off. Jesse farted. Who is this the same <laughs> guy that keeps putting this? He's a member. I can still block him, though. No, no, no. Come on now. Is he the same person that keeps saying that every week? Come on. I'm going to consider that spamming. Why does he keep fucking saying it? Well, maybe you did fart. Maybe you heard something that shouldn't have been heard. How good do you think my mic is to reach my ass? I don't know. Like, fuck, and why are you worried about me and if I fart or not? First I off, know. I didn't. B, why are you worried about it? I don't know. I should be able to. Were you gassy today? No. Excalibur said submission or surrender. Nothing about pinfalls. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Who cares? I know. One winner, one loser. Yeah, no. Nah, that was my fault. I said pinfall. I kept saying pinfall. That was me. My bad. Uh, Nate, the head of talent TV. Five dollars super chat. Adam Cole's dancing was me in high school in prom. LOL. Lucha Brothers versus Golden yeah. Lovers. Take my money. Yeah, I mean, we can start fantasy booking tag team matches now, bro. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it is uh, It's going to be all right. So good. Um, Sham World with a five dollar super chat. Best AEW Dynamite of twenty twenty three. Moxley is an animal. MJF is a corny bastard, but he's clearly the best in AEW. He can be the biggest babyface if he wanted to. MJF could do whatever the fuck he wants to. Really? Bro, who the fuck is this guy? Jesse. I'm six one two fifty five from New York. Bro, I am Billy size fucking... Yeah, he's a, he's a VIP, bro. I'm not a Tinder profile. I don't give a fuck how tall you are, or how much you weigh, or where you're from. Why is he telling me his dimensions? Billy, are you drinking with Raging Girl Gamer, bro? What's going on? What the here? fuck is wrong with your fans, bro? We might have to flag Billy. Jesus. I'm rock hard, Jesse. What the, what, why are you telling me all this shit? I'm rock hard, pal. What the fuck is wrong with your people, man? I don't know. Sharon World, thank you, brothers. Dom Wapo with a 199. Amazing show tonight. How about that dance battle? Loved it. Steph Morrison with a 499. MJF and Cole taking the tag team titles at Collision. FTR gets rematched at All In. MJF turns on Cole at All In, setting a main event for All Out. Hey, listen, man, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good prediction. I like yeah. that. I think, I think that, I, I think that's being set up and kind of very well. Yeah, yeah. MJF. And then, we, and, then we, and then we wait, then we wait for Punk and, and MJF. You know, because yeah. it would be a little rushed if they did it at All Out, even though it is in no, Chicago. No, they're doing it at All Out, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. It's gonna be in Chicago, bro. What else? What else are they gonna give us in Chicago for the main event? 
What else are they gonna give us in Chicago for the main event? Genius in the chat. He's like, he's like mega pause. What 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 happened? Oh, what, no, what, 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 what did I? What did we say, man? Oh, I think it was it was me and and your dad telling. Oh, I'm I'm six one and two fifty five. Uh, it might have like been. Horse. It might it might have been. It might have been because of. Uh, I'm rock hard, pal. <laughs> rock genius, bro. I mean, get your hands above the computer desk when you're looking at me, man. I'm rock hard, but I'm not a cock, pal. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, Jesse is mommy. Yeah, dude, I feel like I'm being oogled right now. <laughs> uh, John, La- John, John Lamey with the final super chat. Blood Fuck. and guts, what a show. You guys are awesome. OTS for life. Thank you, John. Appreciate you, man. Fuck Larry. Tyler Marine with a one month. MJF and Adam Cole versus FTR. Take my effing money. It's going to be great, man. That collision is going to be fucking awesome. And I do like that, man. I do like uh, what Steph Morrison said with the 499. MJF and Cole taking the titles at Collision FTR gets a rematch at All In. MJF turns on Cole at All In, setting up the main event for All Out. Listen, that's uh, that's a good one. You know, we will see. Uh, we will see what we'll happens. See. We'll see. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I want FTR to lose the titles until they're ready to lose the titles. Yeah, we're not gonna toss them back and forth like that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, thank you for the one month. Brian Owens of the five with blood and guts over. Do you guys see Blackpool Combat Club going back as faces? No. No. I do not want to. Oh, 20, yeah, yeah. 24 with a 499. I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, as an inspiring pro wrestler who grew up idolizing WWE, I'd rather be a part of AEW. What was it? What was it? Comment? As an aspiring pro wrestler, uh, he grew up idolizing WWE, but he'd rather be a part of AEW. I can see that. Uh, and, a, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to shit on WWE. To me, it feels like AEW and WWE are definitely presenting two different styles of yeah. the product. And we and we say this all the time. We sit here and say how people should be in AEW or they should be in WWE. Brian Cage, we both agree Brian Cage would probably fare much better over in WWE. Yeah. You know, so it depends. It depends your style, you know. Uh, thank you, 24. And Nate, the head of Talent TV with a five. Sorry for my guy, Billy. Larry the dog gave him something. Now he's rock hard all over the venue. Oh, so my man. God. Jeez. Fucking Christ. Anyway, uh, we are about to get out of here, guys. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. What a show. What a show. Excellent show. Loved it. And next time you see me will be probably tomorrow in the sub boxes. And then Friday, I'll be live for Friday at night. Smackdown. You guys are great, man. Thank you for the fucking overwhelming support tonight, man. You guys really cheered me up. It's been a tough week. Been a tough month with fucking trolls on social media. Uh, Jesse's going to be live for Impact tomorrow night on Thursday. Go join him there. Continue to hit that thumbs up, guys. Let's try for 1,000 likes. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go check out all the content on the channel. More of it coming tomorrow. And like I said, I'll be live Friday in the venue for Friday Night SmackDown. Until then... Have a great night, guys. Blood and Guts was fucking great. Good on AEW. One of the best shows of the year. And I will see you guys tomorrow and then Friday live for SmackDown. I scream into nothing just to feel something.